listening to a cool truth podcast production. What's up? What's up? What's up? Cool Truth Baby, we're back. Cool Truth Podcast Productions, Retro Mania Wrestling Podcast Network. And the band's all together with me, the co-hosts of Cool Truth, the professor, Mr. Whitehouse. What is up, my brother? What's up? Two weeks in a row. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're flying here. Everybody's, everybody's in podcast yes. mode and all that great stuff. And of course... With us, the new co-host of Monday Night Marks, a great podcast to check out. Spreaker, check it out. They're uh, breaking down the uh, Monday Night Wars. Started right at the beginning. All the shows, all the pay-per-views. He's the executive producer, the mastermind of Cool Truth News. The one and only Blading for Truth, Hollywood, Jeff Edwards. What is up, my brother? What an introduction. Oh, I almost lost wow. my breath. <laughs> yeah, also Good to be here. Happy hump day. Got through another week. And like White House said, two weeks in a row. So Two weeks in a row we with are. the whole band. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, well, we got you, Mr. Edwards. We AW Dynamite. Your thoughts, sir? Oh, boy. My thoughts. I was bored to tears on this show. Mm. And I thought, man, I saw they tweeted early this week, the card for tonight. And I thought, boy, that looks like a rough show, except for the main event. So I was looking forward to the main event. But when the main event got there, I think they completely dropped the ball because it wasn't a wrestling match with Mm -hmm. two of the, I don't know, one definitely possibly the best wrestler in the world right now, and then the other new hot prospect coming out of WWE, New Japan's own Kenta, and he's, I don't know, they saw garbage cans, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Why? Um, Why? Why? White House, your thoughts? So, yeah, I, I, I didn't oh, really sorry. dig the show, but White House, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I, my thoughts, I mean, there were some good, some bad. I think it's just, it just was 2.0 of last week, and like Edward said, when you look at the card, beginning of the week, you know, I, I thought there were some some possible some possible hits, definitely some misses with the taste that I like. But I don't know. I mean, this lull of February. You know, I don't know if that's what it is or or what. But it's like I mean, two point it, from last week. It's the yeah. hangover from last week. Yeah, I know? mean, I I was very interested to hear what you guys had to say. Um, I think I'm I think I'm on board with you guys. Uh, I, 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 I tried to watch this show with an open mind and be like, all right, I'm just going to watch the show. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get myself in any kind of opinion after one or two segments or whatever. And you know, I, it was just, I don't know if I want to say I was bored. I was just sitting there like. Like, it was just like, blah, like, all right, you know, I'm playing on my phone. I'm listening, I'm paying attention, yeah, but I'm playing on my phone, and, 
you know, run downstairs to throw the laundry in the dryer. And you know what I mean? Like, I just wasn't yeah. like, oh, yeah. my God, like, I got to see everything that happens. And, I mean, I don't think I missed much. I, I usually, honestly, I, when I ran down, I ran I ran down during the ladies' match. Um, that tournament does, doesn't do a lot for me right now. Um, I, I don't know that I'd watch YouTube on a Monday night just to see the international side. I mean, I may throw it on just to get a feel for what they actually produced over there. But, I mean, we'll see. Uh, just not not much to get excited about on this show. And, you know, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, man, you know, they don't have a lot of real pay-per-views. What are they at, four or five a year? Yeah. And they're, they haven't had a pay-per-view since November. And we are, what, three weeks out from their next pay-per-view? And I have zero feel for what this card is going to be. I mean, we know we know that mm-hmm. we know that the, the Taz um, the Taz guys versus, versus Sting and, and, and Darby. Uh, you know, it's it's here you go again, another false count anywhere match or you know a no rules match or street fight, whatever we're calling it. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, what? Like, what is going? Like, what? Why do you want me to spend fifty dollars in three weeks? Because right now. Do I really want... I'm going to spend it. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit the audience or you guys and say that I'm not going to watch it. But um, if I really was... If I was on the fence right now, if if I'm just trying to put myself in a casual fan's shoes, and and you're saying, wow, you know, like, $50, times are tough right now. Do I want to spend $50? What is AEW doing right now to promote that pay-per-view and make you want to spend your $50? I have to question it. I, I, I just, I don't see it. They're involved in this and that and promoting. And I think this is the problem with bringing people in from other companies. They're promoting matches for, for Impact. They're promoting matches for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And AEW product is starting to suffer because of it. I, it's not just because of that, but I think it's starting to play into it. You know, Moxley's promoting a match that's a week before the AEW pay-per-view on the AEW show. We have no idea what he's going to do on the pay-per-view. Right? I, I, did I, I did I miss something? Does Kenny Omega have an an opponent no, for the pay per view? You, you didn't you didn't miss anything. That was my big thing. Like <laughs> going into the main event tonight, Kenta Moxley makes sense. Archer Omega doesn't. Yeah. And then I started thinking to myself, what is Kenny's role coming up here? Who's he wrestling? <laughs> yeah. It's just, because it's, it's not Archer. It's a great question. It's a great question. It really is. Well, uh, let me ask you guys something else too before we get yeah. rolling. Um. What date is this pay-per-view? March, March something. March 2nd, okay. I think I was going to bring this up. I was going to talk to you guys about this because it originally was February 27th. And the only reason why I, I remembered that, it's my goddamn birthday. And, ah, okay. And, and, and that's when Revolution was uh, on. But it seems like they switched it and pushed it back a week. So when is Moxley wrestling, Kenta? Uh, I think it's one of those Friday night strong shows. It's the week. It's the twenty sixth. He said it because I thought he said twenty sixth, and I yes, I I didn't know what what that was. Strong, they're doing a strong special. So the W Um, the the AEW pay per view is March sixth. The the uh, New Japan show that he was talking about is Friday, February twenty sixth. Okay, and my guess is they pushed it back because of that. Yeah, because so it, it was supposed to be the twenty seventh, correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So I thought I was missing something. 
Yeah, I was very confused by the dates. And it's very it, it, what they're doing is confusing. It's... Yeah. Well, AC, I, I wanted to say this as you were talking there in the beginning. Uh, you you said this is the your scare, your worry about them promoting everybody else. I think you're probably right to a degree, but I'm thinking they can't. Okay, I don't want to say they can't long term storytell because obviously they're doing it with the inner circle storyline. We've covered this. But at the same time, last week, I think the three of us agreed that Sammy, we were waiting for Sammy to leave the group last week. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, but tonight happened and he did what he did tonight. And I'm thinking to myself, did they not do it last week just because they had another week to fill and then another week to fill and another week to fill? I'm almost wondering if Khan should just throw caution to the wind at this point and say, all right, we're just going to have a pay-per-view every month because the show is suffering, I think, from the fact that they can't, they're now filling in the storylines just to get to the pay-per-view. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the work is done. They get the story to where it needs to be. And then they have to tread water with it because it's, we have four weeks till the pay-per-view yet. Yeah. You know, we have three weeks to the pay-per-view yet. Now we have two weeks. What are we going to do? I I think they would just be better off if they just do it. They, or make they should them just do it or or some kind of special event every month at least that that's not a pay per view but is. I a think pay-per-view. that's what they're trying well, that, to do. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Those the themes. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do, and I think that. Um, Edwards, you may be on to something with that thought because I think it goes back to that philosophy: Are there too many hands in a cookie jar? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it too. Because it's funny because when this when this company was was in its creation and, 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 and Cody was doing all all kinds of talking about what this company is going to be, one of the things he, he stressed on was he didn't want it to be WWE just doing storylines to get the pay per view. Mm. Mm-hmm. But what are they doing? Yeah. So I think they're falling under something that they didn't want to necessarily fall under and and, and, and maybe that just happens. I don't know. I don't run around I don't don't right. own a wrestling business but or right, but maybe that's what it falls into play because it's maybe easier to do and what Cody wants him to do is kinda hard. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there as well. Maybe they're they're falling under this is because it's easy. Well you, you know? have you have the you easier. have the- you have the right. theme. You have the themed dynamites, right? Yeah. So if yeah. you were to, if you were to use those as some kind of pseudo pay per view to break up the time in between pay per views, or have a big match coming out of a pay per view like they did with Winter Is Coming, which was yeah. well done. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that yeah. that one was well done. You know maybe that maybe that's the way you look at it. You say, okay, I got a pay per view in November, so mid December. Mid January, we're going to do a themed dynamite, and we're going to build to that, you know, those di- those dynamites. And when I get through one, then I'll build to the next one. And when I get through that one, then say it's the third week of January, right? Then they would have had six weeks to build to the pay per view, which mm-hmm. isn't isn't a lot, but it's not short either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that to me, you're kind of in that sweet spot there. 
And you have, a, you have a pay-per-view in early March, and then you figure, you know, sometime in April, maybe you do a themed Dynamite, and then, you know, late May is when they do Double or Nothing, boom, there you go. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it, it would kind of get them in a flow if they spaced those out a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think a good example of that, too, is the Sting and the uh, Team Taz thing. Yeah, it's very long. Because that's just dragging it out now for no reason. If they would have just had the match at the, the beach bash or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. it'd be over and done with. But mm-hmm. we'll see tonight what they did with that tonight. I was like, what was the point of this? <laughs> yes, I am. You with- know, and then they tease next week, Sting's going to call out Team Taz. I'm like, it's the same thing every week. Yeah. You Tony know? calls out Sting. Sting goes to talk. He gets interrupted. And yeah. we, we, I mean, we said it last week, and they did it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you very... know, he has not had that interview segment not once no yeah, yeah. see Every, what, the if, inter- if it wasn't inter- interrupted by sting he was mm-hmm. what interrupted by cody once mm-hmm. i mean mm, yeah sure dude he hasn't he hasn't had one interview we haven't had a thought process from him at all and, and i think what you're the, the kind of interview you're talking about would have been better to do the week after he showed up yeah, and yeah. not start yeah. and and that again that okay then he does that that week and now maybe you maybe the Taz team Taz thing you're starting that later on and you have Sting and Darby doing something else and then all of a sudden it comes back again whatever but I yeah it's it's almost like they would they they took that and they're like okay at the pay per view this is the match we got it we got Sting and we got Darby and we got Team Taz and now how do we get there Holy fuck we have ten shows to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or more. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah. But um, I'm sure we're gonna get into that more uh, going throughout the uh, going throughout the night here. Let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, White House, kick us off. So the show opened, which which um, looking at the card, I I figured this was gonna be the opening match. Mm-hmm. We had Darby Allen and Joey Janela for the TNT title. Um. My overall thought of this match before I wrote this down, I'm like, this match would have been really good if it wasn't this long. Hmm. I thought the match. Was, long, eh? I thought the match was good, but I think they went too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember I was looking up at one time and like, good God, it's still going on. You know, I don't know, but I mean. Uh, this wasn't uh, Joey Janela actually had some wrestling moves he wasn't throwing his body around he actually it was actually he put some thought into this match with Darby and I'd like their chemistry anyway and that just goes from the indies Mm -hmm. I get it but the match wasn't bad I just thought if they shaved five minutes off of it I think it would have been like holy shit this was really good but I just thought it was a little too long um but you know, I liked I liked some of the stuff they're doing. Darby going face first in the ringside. Darby Darby yanking Janela's arm off the top rope and working the arm for the most of the match. I really dug Darby's storytelling in this match. Um, you know, his uh, that avalanche cold red on Janela. You know, there was yeah, things was I cool. liked that Darby. There was things that Darby did I really liked, but it just goes back. I just thought it was a just a tick too long. Shave off five minutes off that match, and I think, I think it would have been a, a, the impact of this match would have been a lot better, especially on a uh, 
on a, on a dynamite. You know what I mean? Right. Like sa- right. save the fifteen a- minutes for for pay per views. Yeah, you know, hell of a way to start a pay per view. I would be saying. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, on a pay per view, that's a different match. Uh, it's hard. I'm not saying I, I'm 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 for Darby defending his title against Janela under the no. circumstances because right. it's the, you question why he's getting a title shot. But point point being is, and you know, when Edwards, when you texted us that the 12 minute thing, I I thought I didn't time it, but I thought it was a little long. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought when after you sent the text. Those matches being long on Dynamite, to me, affects their pay per view also, because you're seeing these types of matches on Dynamite. So yeah. what is what is it that makes the pay per view matches special? So I think they're doing themselves a disservice with it a little bit in two ways. The match wasn't bad. The idea that Janela got a title shot is bad. If it was a non title yeah. match, it might have made more sense. Um, See, they- and I forgot to throw this to you guys during the week. They did a poor job commentating-wise. Excalibur, who likes to throw shit at you every two seconds. I thought he dropped the ball on this. Or even Shivani. Um, Darby Allen requested this match. Yeah, they said he that wanted, was, that, the, yeah, he that wanted to wrestle Janela. What's that? That came out after, but to your point, if they had, if they had spre- ex- expressed that expressed on the show, that. it right. would have made a little bit more sense. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Darby's picking his opponent or whatever, saying, you know, I I, I want Janela. I want to give him this. I want to give him this spot to, to kind of show people. And he did give him a spot to show people, but that coming out in a tweet or a story, you know, three days after Dynamite, eh, it's yeah. you're, it's right. still not doing it for me. But I, I right. to your point. If if Darby cuts a promo and says that, or the announcers bring it up, uh, it makes more sense. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, everything you guys said, I pretty much agree with. It's it's not only that; it's like, and it's not Darby's size, and it's not Joey's sloppy look. Like I don't even care about that. It's either. just, I think it's for me. It was like it got to the one, two, three was counted, and I just thought. Oh my god, this took so long. How long was it? And then I just yeah. you know, saw where my DVR was. It was twelve minutes in. So it was probably like thirteen, fourteen until Darby left the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, until the match was done. And I'm thinking to myself, I just don't understand like their thought process of okay, they want to kick it kick the show off with a good match. Okay, they did. But it was too long. Too long. This is this is like yeah. why their ratings are what they are. Like, there's no excitement, at, like, after minute five or minute six, like, White House, like you said, if they shave five minutes off and go into the next segment or whatever, boom, done. Great. But they didn't. And, and the, the explanation of Darby, like, wanting this match, okay, it's a reason for the match. But at the same time, like, there's no, there's no chance he's losing this match. No. No, no chance. No. So why no. even have it to me? Like, from a fan's perspective, like, why am I going to get invested in this? Just get it over and, with so we can move on to the next part. And, yeah. and to go back to, to piggyback what we said last week, there was too much of the outside shen- shenanigans. If a match called for outside shenanigans, it was this one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. And 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 and, so, and, and, and when you do it all the time, spots wrong. Yeah. 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 Well, at one point, I was watching. I, I forget what match it was, and the ref was out of the ring, not counting. And I'm like, well, this isn't a no count out match. Why the fuck aren't you in the ring counting? 
Yeah, it was the chick. It, it was yeah. Rick Knox. Yeah. No, it was. It, oh, oh, oh it was. It was in the pack match. Which oh, we'll get yeah, to. Yes, I have, I have yes, some thoughts about yeah. that match. We'll get to it. Yeah. But the ref was outside of the ring when they were out there. He wasn't in the ring counting. And I'm like, right. well, do countouts not matter in this match? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, it's very like it's it's almost like, again. Now we're getting into too much stuff on the outside. You you have a a no holds barred match as your main event for the show. And every match is having all these stuff going on on the outside. It's like, okay, so what's special about the Nolds Bar match? You can do all that in a regular match, you know? So until we get to the kitchen, I guess. <laughs> Everything but the kitchen sink, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, too long. Uh, I like the idea of kicking, you know, as far as the, a way to build the show. The one thing they do, it, it's their, their shtick is we're going to open the show with a good match. And they mm-hmm. and they consistently do that, and I, I'm I, I don't disagree with that. I agree with your point though. Is when the clock strikes eight ten, if they're onto that Moxley promo segment, you, it almost gets okay. Now there, there's some momentum there. When you yeah. lose your momentum five minutes later, and then you have two promo spots, it's like uh, you know you, you, you're like okay, you know you almost don't get that little bit of a break that you need sometimes. Right. Yeah. No, it, it just it shaved five minutes. That's all yeah. they had to do. I agree. You know, and so we then we kick it to a, uh, we kick it to the, the Kenta debut last week, opening up the Forbidden Door. So we go from that explanation from last week's main event to a Moxley video, uh, and he's, and he has, uh, and he has with him, the uh, IWGP U.S. title. Mm-hmm. So now that the Forbidden Door is open, we can acknowledge that he's the U.S. champ, and now we can show the belt at the same time. So right. I, I, I think that's pretty funny how this is all happening now that the Forbidden Door is open. Um, so I thought it was just a typical Mox video, um, you know, just doing his you know usual um, I'm, I'm, I'm strong like bull guy, you know, type video. <laughs> but I just thought it was cool that he had the U.S. title with him. But uh, then we go into, uh, this is what I thought was really good, was Sammy G requesting a cameraman to follow him, and he wants a word with MJF. And then they, you know, MGF, MGF says that, uh, you know what it is, Sammy, you hate Jericho. You want to take over Inner Circle. And Dummy Sammy repeats that. MJF has it on what appears to be his phone recorded. Pissed Sammy off. Then he recorded the convo. Tosses his phone against the wall. And then he punches him in the gut. And then that was about it. Did I miss anything in that? No, I don't think so. Oh, the mm-hmm. the only part I would say is they removed the rest of the inner circle from the room, including, including Wardlow. Yeah. So they yeah. they they were all in the room together, minus Jericho. Yeah. And they removed. They asked everybody to leave so they could speak one on one with the cameraman present and I guess MJF recording. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he hits him in the gut and he goes down and that was that. And Sammy just walks out. Right. So then we go, then we go into Cody Rhodes, Lee Johnson versus Peter Avalon and Cesar Ben Benodi. Benodi. 
Yeah. What? Whatever. He's just been one tall fuck. That <laughs> he was. He, I mean, he was big and in good shape. But I'm like, who the fuck right. is this guy? <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, big fucker. Um, and then you had. <laughs> you gonna make it? <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna make it. Damn it! <laughs> White House, wear your second mask. Wear the mask. Hey. <laughs> Double mask, White House. I've done this all day. Now I'm doing this. By the sounds of it, you might want to go oh, triple mask. So <laughs> um, With the goggles. Was, right? Yeah, Arn Anderson's son at ringside. My God, does he look like a, like him. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Anderson yeah. was at ringside. Cody shaking his hand. Thought that was pretty cool. And then what I thought was funny, too, was Arn turns around after acknowledging his son at ringside. It starts lighting up the ref, just just yelling at him. And then Excalibur fills us in a couple of weeks ago. Ref didn't see the low blow from Avalon, and he's just pretty much telling him to do his job this week. Uh, but the ref got lit up a little bit by Arn. Um, and then, uh, you know, um, I thought this match was just a, a coming out party in a sense for Lee Johnson. Um, you saw a lot of him. You know, yeah, picture, picture Cody, quote-unquote, hurts his arm. Lee Johnson's doing a lot of stuff towards the end. There was nothing really special about this match, except Lee Johnson gets the roll-up, and the uh, American Nightmare family get the W, and that's his first W because he is 0-29 going into this match. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I thought he showed some there. signs that, you know, there's something that they're – Definitely have something with him, and that he's a project, of course. You can see how green he was. But uh, I just think it was more of an opportunity for him to get a get a W under his belt than anything else. I don't know, guys. I, I, I could be wrong, but that's kind of how I took this match. I have a thought, but I'm going to let Hollywood take this first because I want to see if he thought the same thing I did. <laughs> um, okay. I have another thought, but I wasn't going down that road. My thought, because I don't want to be... Mine's more up, towards uh, the conclusion. Like more more um, towards a conclusion. Okay. Well, I was going to hit the promo. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't think he cut a decent promo. Um, I didn't no, I didn't. The heavy, the heavy breathing. I don't. I, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Like that's that was. I mean, it, did it? That was a work, right? Like he he wasn't that tired, was he? I I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> like I've heard a lot of promos that they're imagined. And there's not a lot of guys who are breathing that heavy, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess they're gonna they're gonna push him. Like on one hand, I'm glad they did this finally because I see him in segments with the Nightmare Family. I have no idea who he is because I don't really watch Dark. So I'm glad they actually you know put him in a match for once. But uh, he's with Cody, so I guess they're gonna give him a little push here. And he went over some jobbers, so now he's one in twenty nine against the jobber. All right, good enough. But I don't see a difference between him and a lot of other guys. Mm. And I'm questioning like what AEW is seeing because, and this is like, I don't want to get too, too far into this, but like there's absolutely no gimmick on the guy, right? Like none. I don't know. I think this guy's a dime a dozen. He's kind of smaller. I'm not seeing any reason that I would like be interested to see this guy anymore. That, that was just my take. I mean, I, I, 
I don't know. Whatever. Okay, it's another guy on the roster. Yeah, um, that's kind of where I, I was at with it. I, I, I'm just wondering why now, uh, why they did it uh, now. And mm-hmm. the Nightmare, this this is where I was going with what I was wondering. This whole mm-hmm. Nightmare family thing, it's like it, they do it in spots when it's like convenient and they want to do it. And like, I get the gun club's supposed to be part of the Nightmare family, but they're consistently yeah. outside of the ring. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really see a lot of them together. Um, you know, he brings it up. Wow, this guy, you know, this guy trained me, that guy trained me. They're all part of the Nightmare family. Brandy, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it's like when they, just out of the blue, like, okay, here's the Nightmare family. You know, this is our guy. You know, it just, I, <laughs> I just, I, I was sitting there like, am I supposed to like feel like this is important? Because I don't. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I really just, you know what, listen, I, I, I see what a little bit of what Cody's doing here. He's the guy that's kind of ushering in some of the talent, you know, trying to bring new people in, whatever, his students, whatever it is. But, I mean, again, we are a couple weeks out for a pay-per-view, and Cody's doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you said it last week. Something you said about Matt Hardy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing about Cody. He's too good for this. He's too good for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The I guess I guess I see what they're trying to do. Like like you say, they they do it when it's convenient. Like they're a fight team, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how it comes off. And then mm. sometimes when it's convenient, it comes off like they're a faction, which is weird because like it reminds me of. Uh, when I first started watching New Japan, uh, I see the Bullet Club. Okay, they're a faction. And Nakamura, obviously, fell in love with that dude immediately and saw he was the leader of something called Chaos. But you never saw Chaos together. They were more of like an affiliation. And I figured, okay, it's more of like a like a fight team, like a like a dojo. Like, But they're never together like a physical faction. Right, right. Okay, you can accept that once you figure out what the hell it is. But at the same time, like... Like you said, they only do this when it's convenient. And I felt like because they gave the guy a win, it was convenient to have the family out there pushing him like they were a faction, even though they're really not. And it's like, eh, okay. Cody Cody put out a tweet because they asked him, is the American Nightmare family? I don't know how it was asked, but basically the question was presented, is the American Nightmare family a faction? Mm -hmm. He had a long Cody doing his long drawn out stuff, mm-hmm. you know, answer. But basically, it's not. It's okay. they're trying to do something different with it. It's a, it's his family, it's his wrestling family, and that's how he wants to kind of keep it. Uh, but it's funny, but because I, to me, it's a faction, but it's it's not. So this is this herein lies the problem. Somebody has to tweet Cody and ask him. And wait for a response to find out what it actually is. Because they're doing <laughs> such a poor job on the show of, of of they're not they're not presenting it in that way. It looks like a faction at times and then you don't see it at all. Right. And I think that's where there that's kind of where the problem comes in. You know, if if they if you know, if they all came out in the same jumpsuit every time they wrestled or something Maybe you know. Maybe you'd get that idea. I know they have shirts and stuff, so I get mm. that. It's just 
nothing on the show gives you any conclusion to anything, to what's going on. <laughs> and we talked yeah. about this last week with the Young Bucks, and and it's just like, well, I mean, we're going to get to them shortly. And I, 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 I mean, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. It's it's just very like, I, I, you shouldn't need to tweet one of the stars of the show and be like, hey, is your group a faction? Or like a team? No, we're a family. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that, cool. that explains everything. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> what, you know, and I know they're called the Nightmare Family. I get it. You know, I mean, I, I, if I look back to the, if you look back to the Heenan family back in mm-hmm. the eighties, right? Bobby had all his guys, and he would just—they had their own feuds. And he'd be out with all his guys, and they were known as the Heaton family. You, you didn't right. see them come out together all the time, so I could get, I could, I, like, I could kind of get that. No, wait, and, th- wait, though, wait. Y- you say that, but be real about it, because the one thing that was different was the fact that Bobby Heenan was always with each guy. Right, right, right. So if it's the Nightmare family, there needs to be a Nightmare representative, probably Cody. With arm. each guy in the family. Right, right. No? Right. Well, I, I th- here's the thing. I think they were I think they were doing that with Brandy, but she only came out with the tag team, with uh the nightmare tag team with uh mm-hmm. Dustin mm-hmm. and QT. So right. Br- Brandy could have been that person, right? But they never really went all the way with making her that person. Right. You know? Right. So right. it's I, I I get and it, I, you know you kind of explained what I was trying to say better. Heenan was the guy that told you these people are in the Heenan family because every time one of his guys wrestled, he was there. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So so to me, if if you're going to have coaches like Arn, and you're going to have Brandy and maybe Dustin, so when when the when uh, the the Gun Club wrestles, some representative. From the Nightmare family should be out there with them. Doesn't have to be the whole family, but you know right. it could be Dustin or it could be Arn. And th- and then you say, okay, okay, I get what you're doing here. Exactly. Yep. All right, I gotta read you guys something real quick before we move on. Okay. Because it kind of pertains to uh, a member of the Nightmare family. Okay. So I'm gonna read you this, and curious to see where you guys think this is gonna go. I stumbled upon this this morning. On, on, on a recent Ask Arn Anything episode of the Arn Pod- Podcast, Arn Anderson was asked if he's interested in managing a tag team in AEW. Anderson said that he, if he had to pick one, it would be FTR. And, he's actually, and that he's actually working out a relationship with a tag team that he couldn't name, he said, we'll see who he manages. He said he'll see who he manages in the coming weeks. That we'll see who he manages. There there are some good teams out there, Anderson said. Obviously, FTR are doing just fine with Tully. And that was a very good selection. I had thought for a long, long time about managing those guys uh, that I could be good for them. But to be honest with you, there's something that's going to be happening. I hope pretty soon on AEW, and we'll and, and we'll keep it close to the vest. Uh, it will change my life 100, percent and it will change that individual's life 100. percent 
as far as building a, a new tag team for the future, that may be the first building block, and we'll just have to sit on that now. There are some plans in the works. Anderson continued to talk about his relationship with Cody and how he's enjoyed managing him. He said they always don't see eye to eye, but him and Cody have a good working relationship. I will say something. Coaching Cody has been a great experience for me. It's not always fun, as he will tell you, having an old bastard like me chewing his ass out for something he thought wasn't a big deal. Probably is is new to his world. When When he asked me to come out it's that's what I'm what what he told me to do. I'm not a yes man. Wow, reading some of Arn, trying to read some of Arn's words, man, it's tough. Uh, that's going just well. Doesn't need to be fixed right now. It's just evolving. We'll see about that team thing. If you give me that leeway down the road, I think it will be worth your. Wait. Now, my question, sorry it's so long, but who is he talking about? I have an idea that popped in my head, and it's going to be... I had two. Okay, I had it's, two. It's a weird idea, though. Yes. Just from something he said. I was thinking because they showed his kid tonight. Yep. And Tessa. And I know that's way weird, but I thought to myself when he said about FTR, yeah, Tully, I thought could could he do that? The Blanchard and an Anderson. <laughs> I see any guesses? I on mean, I, 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 you know what? I was racking my brain. Uh that's actually a good one. Because <laughs> if Tessa came, she probably good. would want to wrestle the guys anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that would be actually amazing. Uh, I, You know what? I have no idea what he's talking about. I really don't. I, I now, And who knows if when, we're going to see it or not. Um, right. You know, because he's saying, I hope, they, I hope it happens. Blah, blah, blah. It should right. be done a win. Um, but my first instance was they're going to put – and I'm like, no, 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 no. Take this thought out of my head. Uh-oh. Like, stab you with a fork. You know what I mean? But my first response was, oh, they're going to put Dr- Jurassic Express on them. Mm, I didn't know Because they're feuding with FTR. Like, no, 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 no. Maybe if it was just Jungle Boy and somebody else and not Lucha. But they stressed, the, not stressed, but he kind of was saying a, a young tag team. Yeah, it made it well. So, it did make it. It did make it seem like he wants to take something that's up and coming and up elevate and coming. it, like a top flight yeah. or something. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, what about varsity? Uh, varsity. Okay. Uh, what's what about that? Yeah, varsity blondes. Varsity mm-hmm. blondes. Yeah. I mean that. I, that would be pretty. That would be pretty cool. That'd be okay. Now, well. is this going to be an extension of the? American Nightmare Family. So that's why I brought this up because mm. yeah, it's interesting. We'll be seeing new members in the Nightmare Family. Yeah, that is a good point. Considering the family technically has two tag teams already, <laughs> well, you know, the, <laughs> technically, right? So we're gonna have another Nightmare, or, or is this gonna be Arn's own stable off of the Nightmare? Or 
Yeah, it's or, a, that's a great question. It really is. And the, the last one that came to my mind first was the Jurassic Express, and before watching AEW tonight, the other tag team that came to my mind. I, I don't know how they would pull this off. I don't know if it would make sense. I, I think they could make it make sense. The Young Bucks. I, you know that I I was I it it kind of popped in my head a little bit. I, I just don't see it. Um, yeah, no. but it's not. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, listen, nothing's obviously. It's not crazy, um, and you know that would have Arn and Tully back at each other's throats again. That's type of thing. what I'm thinking. Uh, and it brings Cody back to the Young Bucks because they lose Kenny. Could they do that with Spears? Yeah, yeah. Bring Spears back, maybe. And they could. Yeah, I don't know. They could. Spears, Spears and Anderson's kid. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> my my guess is if 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 it's Anderson's kid, they're probably working be- behind this. I mean, this he made it. He makes it seem like this is something that's going to be special to him. So saying right. it, his yeah. kid is involved when they clearly made a point to say he was there. You know, he was right there right. tonight. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's definitely yeah. interesting. He might be onto something with him. Uh, yeah, and 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 how they handle it, it will also be interesting, <laughs> you know. Well, that's pretty cool. Or are they, they just gonna take? Off. Are they gonna take his kid and put him with the kid who won tonight and be like, "Oh, you're a tag team," you know? Who know? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah, right. Um, so, kind of curious where they go with it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be yeah. interesting to keep an eye on it. So to see if so it materializes we, it or, or anything. Right, you know? exactly. So we get the young bucks with Dasha, and before they could get, before the bucks could start talking about anything, the good brothers come out. Nick starts blaming him for <sighs> brothers for all the lot for their loss last week. Yada yada yada. Good brothers are trying. Good, uh, it's mostly Gallo saying, "Dude, we weren't out there for you, or out there to disrupt a private party. You shouldn't have a problem with us." You should have a problem. You should be mad at Satana Ortiz because they're the one that threw you out. Yeah. And then Matt comes up with a brilliant idea. Let's give Satana Ortiz a title <laughs> match next week. <laughs> I mean, like, of course you would. They, they haven't won a match right. in six weeks, or I don't even know how fucking long. It's been six months. I don't even know when it's last time they I saw Santana Ortiz win a match. They never wrestle on Dynamite every, anymore, except for the you know the three way t- tag match. Let's give him a title shot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that uh, that was Dude. giving him the title shot was like all right, and I'm just like this promo sucks. And my other thought was this it was horrible. And then they don't want it they don't want it too too sweet the Good Brothers on on camera. Uh, right. Why you have a fucking shirt you just made with all you guys too sweet in each other? You did it in the middle of the ring three weeks ago. Like what do you mean? <laughs> Oh, man, I got to tell you, I cringe when the Young Bucks come on TV now. And I it literally, when I saw them, I was like, I'm just going to watch it, and then I'll make my determination. And halfway through, and I'm like, same shit, different day. Yeah. I, uh, okay. you know, Do you guys, like, you know how we've been calling them geeks or dorks yeah, or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys, like, when Doc and Carl come into the sh- it's like freaking Triple H and Sean walking in comparing compared to the Bucks because they're they're so like geeky, man. Yeah, 
you know what I mean? And these guys come in and they're like completely natural, dicking around. Everything's like, you know, funny. Mm-hmm. They just look like stars compared to the box. They really do. Like it's 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 so weird. Yeah, yeah. Being around FTR and the Good you know, Brothers has, it not, because has not done a lot of good things for the Young Bucks, to be honest with you. You, you know what it is, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I, I one I I think Nick and Matt need to sit down with Doctor Phil. One, two. <laughs> you know what it really is 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 Carl and Luke are comfortable with themselves. These two clearly aren't because good we're getting they're, we're getting some ADD, some serious stuff with them. Yeah. One week it's this, one week it's that. It's just so, like, it's spazzy. It's random. Mm-hmm. And it's because you don't know if they're heels or baby faces. And they... there's no clear cut with these two. And that's their fault. And and this is the mess that they created for themselves. And it's just going to take a while to dig it out because right now they're just continually digging it deeper. Well, let me, it's kind of like what it's kind of where Kenny was. Kenny was in the same spot. Yeah. Where, yeah. where Edward I don't think and he's I totally were out of it either. So geeky, dorky. Yep. Yep. The boat shoes and the polo. Yep. And the khaki shorts. And now you know what he is. It's defined. Yes. He is what he is. Yep. The Bucks need to get there too. But let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this, and I think it's I think it's a fair question. Do you think people listen to us talk about the Bucks like that and think we're crazy, and they actually like what the Bucks are doing? And then the second part of it is, do you think the Bucks see a problem with how they're portraying themselves? No, that's the problem. I agree. Yep, exactly what you said there. Yes, no. Yeah, that's the they're the problem. Like, if you look at the majority of the stuff that we have an issue with, I guarantee you the Buck. Well, one the Buck's character we have a problem with, but some of the backstage stuff that they may have their hands on, guarantee you, Nick and Matt have their hands on it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I I mean, it's hard. It's it's, hard. It's but it's hard to blame. See, if I if I'm going to blame. The way Kenny Omega's p- portrayed on Kenny Omega, I feel like what we know about AEW can. If you're going to blame the Young Bucks for how the Young Bucks are portrayed, I feel like you can. Um, to blame right. them for any other, t- you don't really know who's in. You don't know who's in charge of what. Who's you know what I'm saying? No. So I don't. I don't want to get on them for that. But I just. No. I, I I I just I just we have always supported the Young Bucks. Always been huge fans of them, and I. One hundred thousand percent, still respect everything they did in the industry to this point, and how they got there, and and you know, and did it without the machine, and became huge stars. The shirts uh-huh. and and the shirts in uh, you know, in um, and whatever that big fucking store is, I can't even think of it right now. I haven't hot been to topic, a, hot, hot topic. Hot. I dude, I haven't been to a mall in like two years. It feels like, <laughs> you know, it's been almost a year. Well, don't since worry because there won't be any. There won't be any left in about <laughs> there, six there, months. There, there, I know, there, there won't be any left. <laughs> See, you know, eleven months later, fifteen days of slow to spread. Here we are. You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like 
when I see the Young Bucks now, I cringe. I hate that. And I, 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 I'm being honest. I hate the fact that I cringe when I see the Young Bucks come on my TV screen. Because the Young Bucks are part of the reason I was so excited about AEW. Kenny Omega was one of the reasons I was so excited about AEW. Now he's getting better. Cody's one of the reasons so excited about AEW. What's going on with Cody? It just seems like, okay, we got Kenny back and we lost Cody. You know, the Young Bucks are still finding their way here. Um, I think the, I think I think they should have turned heel before. I think it's going to be very hard to make them heel now when you have good brothers who are heel tag team. You have FTR there, heel tag team. You know, you have other heels. I just think it's going to be hard to change them. Um, I just think they need to overhaul what they're doing. There's no reason you can't you can't make a change, even if it's subtle. That just makes the young bucks cool again. And I think if they become cool again, you'll be like, okay, all right, here we are. We got the cool young bucks. I'm happy. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, yeah. and it might not take a lot. But to, to, to just keep going down this path, it's just, I don't know how anybody watches that. And I don't know how Tony Khan could sit there and produce a show, or even Cody could sit there and not say to them, guys, we got to do something here. I'm just, there's, you know, I, I just think there's way too many, even, even if guys, there's nobody there saying, this isn't good. <laughs> they, need the, they need that filter at the top. Like, it, you got to go back, like, uh, I'll, I'll say it just to piss off the Bucks fans that are listening because, <laughs> you know, why not at this point? But I'll go back to being a student of Russo watching the, the Attitude Era. If you hear Russo talk and people think that he claims that he wrote this and wrote that and took credit for other people's work, he will clearly say on multiple occasions, I didn't write shit for The Rock. The Rock did The Rock. Mm-hmm. I just put him in that segment. Mm-hmm. I wrote the segment around him, and he performed it. You know, same thing with Austin, but he always harps on character protection, and it's like, so what, when I go into a show and I'm thinking that, I see the Bucks, I see them kick super kick Marvez and not give a shit. I see them throw money at Tony Khan and not give a shit. Then I see them play the crybaby wow wow baby face. Mm-hmm. Then the next week, I see them in the ring, and Gallows pulls down the rope. And they're mad. Okay? So what do you do when this segment comes up? They don't have a guy back there like Vince Russo saying, all right, Bucks, what are we doing tonight? Mm. And but but the Bucks are saying to Vince Russo, okay, Vince, what we're going to do is we're going to be standing here, and Dosh is going to ask us something. But then Gallows and Anderson are going to come in. Vince Russo would say to them, so what are you going to do when they walk in? Yeah. Are you going to stand there like a bunch of dorks? And talk to them like your dorks and not make sense because your what your character would do at this point is super kick the both of them. Yeah. Because or, because that's what that you you already established that weeks ago when you super kicked Marvez and threw the money. You guys are cocky bastards now. Yeah. So if you're pissed at them from last week or two weeks ago, the battle royal, whatever, as soon as they walk in, you're putting them up against the wall because that's who you are. Or why wait for them? Why aren't you super kicking them in the parking lot? <laughs> you know, they, exactly. But they, but they haven't been doing this. Super, yeah, that is the problem. No, no, there's nobody there to check what they've done. You know, and that's and I think like from the perspective, like when you say Tony Khan, Cody, whatever, I think the problem is they're letting them do their own thing, produce their own segment, and that's what it is. And that and then that is that's what's, it. Ju- judging by the, the John Silver interview, 
uh, on the Glorious House Against podcast. I mm-hmm. mean, if if John Silver and the, and the, the Dark Order are mm-hmm. doing whatever they want, you're damn yeah. sure the fucking Young Bucks are doing whatever they want. You right. know, and you brought you brought up Russo, and I, I sent this tweet to you and our our good buddy uh, DJ Stames. Shout out DJ Stames. But this was a tweet from Russo, and I think it pertains to the com- the overall conversation with AEW and what they. Sh- what certain people like us think they should be doing with Dynamite. And I, and this is very interesting. He says, watching Breaking Bad reminds me of what I, reminds me of what I was always striving for when I was writing. I wanted our show to be better, capital letters, than the show that we were up against. TV shows, capital letters, not other mm-hmm. wrestling shows. I just, I just don't think those working creative today, even come close to thinking that way. And, I, you know, I went on the rant about, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, the one who won the, the Girls Royal Rumble, breaking character to cry on TV. And this is what he's talking about. Yes, yes, exactly. This is what he means. We're, Belair, we're Bianca watching Belair. Yep. Blanca Blair, thank you. They're, we're watching a TV show. And it, it's... It's 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 what what did we always used to back in the Attitude Era and you and the Monday Night Wars era the thing you guys are breaking down on the great podcast Monday Night Marks check it out uh, what you're you're doing is it built up to the Monday Night Wars between the shows and when when you saw the girls in high school and they're like I can't believe you watch pro wrestling and you're like it's the it's the guys it's the guys sitcom it's the guys what are those uh, Daytime TV shows, you know what I mean, and it, that it's it's one of those for guys. When we are watching AEW right now, do you think it's like the guys' sitcom show, or is it just a you know kind of TV show, kind of pro wrestling show, kind of indie wrestling type? And, and there's very there's a lot of indie traits on this show, and I love indie wrestling, but I don't need it on Wednesday night on TNT. You know, I'll go to watch an indie show. If I want to see an indie show, this there's a lot of talent there, um, and you see it, and you, you see patches of it, and that's what drives you crazy. There's just no structure. That's a good word, and that's the issue that I was saying is no, we I, we don't know exactly what they have their hands on, mm-hmm. but what I can see with my own eyes is how, and I use it for lack of a better word, I don't mean as offensive, is how ADD they are with their character, I could put that same stamp on some of the stuff that I think is just as similar mm-hmm. all over the place, no structure, you know they have their hands in that. And that's the shit that, that, that frustrates me, mm-hmm. is because... It, that's 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 writing writing. Uh, I would assume this is again. I don't do it. Do, do they write a show or they just do it? I would assume that they're whatever they're involved in. The one of the most important words to have is structure, and they clearly don't have it. It, it, it it's it's glaring when you see, and I think I think this is what you know Hollywood was talking about earlier when you brought in the Good Brothers who are clearly far more seasoned in TV than the Young Bucks are for, for good reason. 
you know, whether they were used right, quote, you know, quote unquote, at WWE, we, you know, and some people may think they were. I don't think they were. But the one thing good about them going there is they learned a lot about doing this there. Yeah. And it just oozes to FT, FTR is another one. You, you know, you see it, you, Moxley. I know you're not the biggest Moxley yep. fan, but Moxley, no, he's no, he's he's his guy all the time. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Yep. He's not breaking his rank. He's not breaking his character. He is, and he's like he his, you know his pro his promos are on point. You know everything's boom, boom, boom. Like, and you the guys that were there who come over, it's glaring. You could almost see it with Miro right now too. It's it's like glaringly obvious the guys who know how to do this TV and the guys who don't. And you could even use bringing in Kenta was smart because of that same reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. He you didn't. Know, get, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't go. But he didn't go to the. I mean, he didn't get to the level that those other guys did. Um, Not the level, probably, probably because of injury. But yeah, but he does right. have a lot of that same training. Um, but I mean, he hasn't said anything yet or whatever you know no. I think that, yeah i mean but bringing him in like he knew where to go with the cameras you know he wasn't doing you know i thought his shit was pretty cool compared to what uh i want to i i have, a, I have a couple comments about the camera work in that match but i'll wait till we get to it it was really weird a couple things were really weird in that match i can't wait mm-hmm. to get to too yeah, yeah. but um you know, so I just think that again, I'm not trying to pick I'm not trying to pick on them. Dude, those two are awesome dudes, man. What they did a couple years ago from from for my son Jackson, like is one of the reasons why he's the huge wrestling fan he is at 6 years old, man. Like I love these cats. I really do. I'm not saying this is because I I want to hate on them. I'm saying it because I'm a frustrated fan that goes back to what we said about you know about Matt Hardy, and now about you know uh, who else do we about Cody? Yeah, I think you, I think you, the Bucks just have more in them than the, yeah, they're better than this. Yeah, I think I think they need a little maybe a little help and a little direction and just finding that you know happy medium would yeah. go a long way. That's another good one, happy medium. Yes, you know, I just yeah, uh, it's no, just something something's got to change for them. Yeah, so whatever epiphany that Kenny had to go to this kind of cleaner yes. heel guy, we yep, need yep. the Bucks to have the same kind of epiphany. Exactly. Because they're too, it, it's frustrating because they're good. It's not frustrating because they're bad. It's frustrating because they're right. good. You know what I mean? And and, yeah. and and this is their stage to win over people maybe that they couldn't win over before. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I have people that – I have friends of mine who turn on AEW, and they're like, dude, I've told you forever the Young Bucks suck. And I'm just like, dude, they don't suck. It's just right now they suck, but they don't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, oh man, it's so. I, and I like them a lot too. I've met them a few times. They're not, they are. They're great guys. It has nothing to do with that. But we can only right. react to what's happening on the show. That's exactly this, exactly. this exactly. show. This show is a reaction to what's happening on the show. And what we promise the audience is that we're going to give you the cool truth and we're not we're, what we see and how we feel about it is what we're telling you we're not we're, listen we're not killing the young bucks for an effect trust me because i right. guarantee you there's a lot of people who listen to this show think that probably think we're crazy right listen we've oh, defended I'm, I'm them sure. countless times countless there's a 
there's a guy on YouTube named Joe White. Don't even look him up. Just, just ignore it. But we've talked to him so many times and defended the Bucks over the years. It's not even funny. Uh, yeah. But when we see something like that, you have to call it out. Like you got it. And and it's 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 almost like a who are we, right? But we're the paying paying customer. We're the fans. We're the guys buying the merch. So mm. you know, it wouldn't be bad if you listened to us once in a while. Mm-hmm. But just it, you'd be better served if you figure out who the hell you are. Kenny Omega's yeah. the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We know who he is now. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's funny that you, you you brought you bring up that who you know who the fuck are we thing. Because I, 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 and this is like an o- overall comment about fans in general. We don't claim to be anything other than a fan show, right? So exactly. that that's what we are. We're giving our our opinion as fans, and our opinion of watching wrestling for a long time, maybe knowing knowing a few things about the inner workings, whatever. So that that's kind of what we're getting to. And I, I and it's funny because I saw this on Facebook on Sunday, where there was people like complaining about the halftime show it's rather here nor there uh okay. but what there people are complaining and then you have other people saying have you ever produced a halftime show in your life well <laughs> no i haven't but i've seen like i don't know 30 super bowls in a row and i enjoy some halftime shows and i don't enjoy others so what you're telling me is i can watch 30 30 halftime shows and i can't have an opinion on those halftime shows because i never produced one that is the stupidest fucking argument I've ever heard in my life. I can't stand it. I can't stand when people do that. Dude, it's like a restaurant. I've said this many times on podcasts. It's like a restaurant. You walk into a restaurant, you order a $50 steak, mm-hmm. and it comes out, and it's chewy, and it's red, and it's not like you ordered it. Well, did you ever cook a steak? Right. Dude, <laughs> this steak fucking sucks. I don't need right. to be a five-star chef to tell you that. It sucks. <laughs> right, right. And and I having worked in the having worked in the industry, this is one thing, and I think this is why I've been somewhat successful. I, I'll I'll give you an example of of a drink. I could make the same drink the same way a hundred times for a hundred different people. Ninety-seven of them are gonna like it or love it. Three of them are gonna hate it and think I made it wrong and think it's terrible. Now are they wrong because 97 other people don't like it? Or are they right because they don't like it? And should I not just give them something they like? Mm. Mm. And I understand. Listen, it, it, that's very different at producing a show. I get it because sure. you're trying to give something for everybody. I, I'm not comparing this to producing a show. I'm comparing this to the idea that you are not allowed to have an opinion because you never done it. Well, yeah, you know what? I haven't taken a bump in a wrestling ring. I've been to plenty of I've been to plenty of wrestling schools and watched training and how they go through things. And you know, I have I, I have somewhat of a knowledge about how things work behind the scenes. My daughter trained to wrestle. I took her to a lot of those classes. I have a lot of friends that are in the wrestling business and tell me things. Do, when when I do this show, I, yes, I kind I lean on some of that knowledge. But I'm still saying it as a fan. I, you, just like it because you should. D- come on. Like, no. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not going to like it because I should. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to tell you what I like, and I'm going to tell you what I don't like. And that's what you guys are going to do. And we don't always mm-hmm. agree. We happen to agree on this. And I look at it this way. If there's something that happens for our tastes, because our tastes aren't all the same either. But if there's something like this, we're the three of us have all hit on this for a while. There's been no pushback from any any one of us 
And even Whitehouse, who's probably the biggest homer of the three of us, and he loves the Bucks too. He doesn't push back when we're saying this about the Bucks because he sees it too. And, and I'm sure there are fans that don't see it the way we do, but I'm sure there's a lot of people, maybe they're all in Canada because we have a lot of listeners from Canada. Shout out, Canada. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> we do. We have a lot of listeners from Canada. I want to show them some love. Thank you. Um, you know, maybe they agree Shut with up, us. Maybe they, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think – they're more from like – uh, like Ottawa area, I think Ottawa. I have to check. I uh, gotta Senators. check okay. the d- demographics again. But yeah, no, that's just my point. The point is, it's a fan show. We're reacting to what we see, and sure. what we see right now, we're yeah. not we're not digging what the young bucks are doing. That yeah. could change, though. That could change. Hard. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't. We oh, were yeah, digging what Kenny was doing. Right. They <laughs> just the gotta other, stop the other, digging the, themselves in this hole because yeah. each week it gets deeper. Mm-hmm. That's the and thing. The other thing too is about not taking a bump. Most of the stuff that we complain about is like storyline and characters. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's like, and it goes back to the steak or the drink. Like, we've all watched TV shows. How many TV shows do you need to watch before you realize there's a good TV show and a bad TV show? <laughs> we like similar TV shows, right? Like, we knew on Sons of Anarchy when Tiggy was on, we figured he would end up with a transgender dude <laughs> Absolutely. because Tiggy's Tiggy, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he was having fun with dead bodies. It's TV. exactly. <laughs> I, I listen. I have I have this really good friend of mine. She's she's a female. She's a vegan, right? I'm not a vegan. We don't. We I like meat. She likes veggies. She we we speak every single day. Anything that I like on TV, she hates. Every anything that she likes on TV, I hate. And we're still really good friends. But the point being is we have very different tastes. You know what I mean? Right. So that kind of that kind of, that kind of thing happens. I mean, listen, nothing would make us any of us happier is if we could sit here and tell you, man, the Bucks are they're on fire right now. I mean, you you would think them winning the titles, you'd be like, like sometimes I don't even feel like they're champions. Like it just yeah, it, the, the run is lackluster. The run is lack. The, the, yeah. yeah, I it's happened too soon. They need to be chasing for a little longer. I, th- I and the win, the mm-hmm. the win wasn't extraordinary because they put the no. they put the stipulation on the match, so the no. the win didn't feel extraordinary. It was not one of their better matches, even though it was them and FTR. I thought their their first match, the one that Hangman got involved in, was better than the actual yep. title match. You know what I mean? So a lot. It just it just seems like a lot of things are working against them right now. You know. Yeah, and to go back to what you said, Edwards Birch, yeah, I'm very excited. My Jay White Bullet Club shirt should be in by this weekend, so Ooh, nice. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, Birch. Yeah, can't wait. Um, so now we go to Dasha with uh, Hangman. Oh, yeah. Dasha. Oh, yeah. uh, there was a lot of Dasha tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of Alex, Alex. too. <laughs> True. So, and I'm not saying all oh, yeah about him. <laughs> I was waiting for it all oh, yeah. No, I was really I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> the replays of Penelope in her wedding dress, though. Oh, yeah, pal. See through, yeah. Yeah, pal. So before before the interview, we need going, Sheeta back. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, she's she is the best. Oh yeah, we miss Sheeta. <laughs> We Definitely. love you, Sheeta. <laughs> yes, we Get do. Get back soon, Sheeta. Please, Sheeta. Um, so before before the interview could go anywhere, Matt comes out. Matt's doing his money Matt thing. You know, wants to take him out to dinner. Drinks on him. 
And uh, so he's got to go get something, runs into Dark Order, and you get that awkward moment. That was really awkward. Wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was really awkward. Like really? Silver pretended like, oh, hey, what's your, oh, yeah, you're, you're at your hangman, right? And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then it, it was just, the whole thing was weird. So I mean that they didn't even need to do that. He's got the awkward really. moment down pat now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean he's got it down pat. I, you so know what? Hey, he needs an infection like too. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the you know the drunken cowboy thing, but it's it's been done before. Number one, and yep. I, I still look at him and I just see the drunken, depressed. I lost all my friends. You know, yeah, I, yeah. my yeah. life sucks. And it's like, isn't he supposed to be like a badass fucking cowboy? Like, come on, yep. grab your balls, bro. Just one awkward moment after another with him. And <laughs> uh, it's just it's just weird. So we go from there. We go finally get a wrestling match. Uh, we get uh, Pac, uh, Ray coming out with Pac. And we get the Hollywood hunk Ryan Nimeth, <laughs> a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler's brother. <laughs> um, dude, I wrote down this before the match even started. I just wrote squash match. Yeah, and 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 then you know I don't really have any notes from this match outside of um, I think Dameth got two moves in this whole match. He did a yeah. decent looking drop kick, looked mm-hmm. just yeah. like his brother. Yeah, and a DDT. That was it. And it was um, all pop. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I was thinking was I remember months ago when uh, when they were doing the uh, the uh, you know pre taped COVID shows from QT's gym and Kenny yeah. Kenny and even um, Cody to an extent were wrestling a bunch of jobbers and giving them a maybe too much shine at the time. And I'm watching this match and I'm like you know, Pac might not even give him a move here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Pac, you, but you know what? That's what that's what the bastard Pac is. And I'm like, again, here we go. Another guy that has that, you know, that it factor. That it factor along with, a, 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 you know, a training background on how to do this maybe a little bit better. And you, it, it, he, Pac stands out on, this sh- on these shows all the time yeah, to man. me. Yeah. Um he took the DDT kind of awkward, and he seemed to get really stiff after that, too. I don't know. Did you guys get... He did. Yeah. It, I, I noticed that, too. And that's he when Knox... Pissed. Right. And that's when Knox went outside the ring and didn't count. It was like trying to get them back in. I almost wonder if Knox was like, oh, shit, I might have to save this guy's life right now. You know what I <laughs> <Maybe>. mean? <laughs> and then, you know, and he held, he held on to the submission. I know that's kind of his shtick anyway, to hold on to the submission. But he, like, really held it on there. And that dude tapped. First of all, Rick Knox is a horrible official. He got out of the ring, didn't do the, the count to try to, you know, to get the, the count out, whatever. I hate that. Count the fucking count out. The second thing is when Pac did the, uh, the Black Arrow, that's what they're calling it, right? And then put yeah. him in, put it, went right to the submission. He tapped immediately. And Rick Knox is looking at him and asking him if he wants to quit. He's like, dude, he tapped 10 seconds ago. What are you, like, what are you doing? And then he was like, yeah, I want to quit and started tapping again. So I was like, Rick Knox, you suck. And then Pac held on to him. But, dude, um, I would like to see Pac and Kenny have a run here. 
at some point. Yeah, I really, I really do. Because I just think you're looking. That's where headed. Yeah, you're you're looking at some damn good. First of all, you have a damn good program, but you're going to have some damn good matches. And if they do it right and give it some time on a pay per view. You could have like a big time match. Like if you want to talk about Kenny, the love of God, you know, that be double or nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe you know. Listen, you you want to get close to seeing New Japan, Kenny. You know that might be the dance partner right that, there. That that yep. that may be the answer. Yeah, and and listen, Pat Pac, Pac is he's not getting tired either. You know what I mean? No, no. And and, and I would even love to. And I'm going to be honest. With you, I would even love to see a Pac run in New Japan. You know, Jesus Christ, there's guys you can line up. Junior, junior Why are you trying to take, we just got him back from, from <laughs> London. You're trying to send him to Japan already. This, 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 this door is actually really open, seriously. <laughs> Pac would be one of the first guys I would love to see do a tour out there. Well, we could, him we'll, and Taka, we'll, I, Oh we'll, my we'll, God. We'll, we'll take Switchblade for four months and they could take Pac for four months or something. Hey. Put, then one of their, you know, put him yeah. in a G, let, let Pac go for the G1 or something, you know? And oh, then AEW could, could update his progress in the G1 on Dynamite or something, you know what I mean? Show, <laughs> show some clips. But, but actually, if you're going to do that, like, get, do it, you know what I mean? Do, go all the way with it and do something like that. You know, our, our guy is having a great run in the G1 in yeah. Japan. He's not going to win it, we know, but, you know, he could have a great, in, in his block or something, yeah. a good run in his yeah. block, yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh, shit, I would, yeah, dude, I, I, I would love to see it. Just I don't know why this go. just popped in my head, but where the fuck is Scorpio Sky? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing during the show. Where like, when's the last time SCU uh, as a whole? But where yeah. the fuck is Scorpio Sky? I mean, did he piss somebody off? Did he piss in somebody's Cheerios? I don't know. Like, maybe maybe I, don't I know. know. Maybe he's nursing something or something. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, I you know, I didn't I didn't look into it, but it's just like, damn, like another guy that you want to see on TV, yeah. It's yeah, crazy. no, that's a good question. We, we put them over too hard in 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 the I fall, guess. and they yeah. took them off the show. Yeah. They were mad. At, Con was mad at us for making fun of him. Con said, "You better back off him a little." <laughs> Dad, Scorpio, send him Abu Dhabi. Tra- set, send him with Trevor Lawrence to Houston <laughs> when we trade for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> 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 I wanted to ask you guys though, what, why Ziggler's brother? Like, he's not that young. I think he's like thirty four, thirty six. Like, why are and and he kind of like he's got the the hair and he's kind of dressed like doll. Like, what are they doing? Like, why? I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where. I don't Maybe know what the. Payday. Yeah, me. You know, maybe it's one of those deals where. A guy you could bring in that some of these guys could work with, and he's not worried about job- jobbing. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he needed, you know, maybe he needed some work, and they threw him a bone. I, I don't maybe. know. Yeah. Good question. Actually, I you know no what? Idea. I I think what they should do with him is, um, what's Avalon's new gimmick? Oh. Ooh. The librarian? Uh, no, I know he's not. He's not anymore. He's the like librarian. a romance yeah, guy. Yeah, he's like pretty, a romance guy. Or pretty something. Pete yeah. or whatever. Pretty yeah, whatever they call him. 
Peter Avalon. Yeah, Pretty Peter. Yeah, put him put him with Pretty Peter as a tag team. Like the so he could be like almost like the genius of Mister Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah. I mean, not on their level. I'm not. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> I'm just, I'm but just they, saying, like a poor man's version. They might be a goofy, interesting, uh, you know, jobber tag team. Together. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, there you go. Get get varsity, uh, get varsity blondes a win. That's the team. That there you go. Right there. Yep. Boom. There you go. God, that'd be nice. So then we go into a wedding recap from last week. Oh, what a disaster that was. Um, <laughs> I'm so, still digging Miro, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the only one that shined I just wish, in this. I just wish we could watch him kick somebody's ass at some point. You know, they, they, yeah, or just, just pro- promo. God. Like, yeah, jeez. I mean, knock orange cat. You know what he said when he's going to put them all in the hospital? I'm like, oh, do us all a favor. We need a break. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get Dasha back again. And this time she's with uh, Jericho in the inner circle. Uh, interview before his match. Jericho's wondering where MJF is. MJF comes out with his, with his ribs taped. And he says he thinks Sammy broke his ribs. How? What? How it happened? MJF is explaining to him. Jericho's asking where Sammy is now. And, and then we go from all that into... Jericho and MJF versus the acclaimed. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of their shtick. The acclaimed, that is. Um, I'm just not a big fan of, of, of that because I've seen tag, tag teams do that before. It's nothing I, really I, new. I, yeah, no, I, I, think they're, I think they're funny, though. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. They are funny. That's what I'm getting to. I don't dig it, but dude, tonight he was pretty funny shitting on MJF the way he did. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. funny. And then, dude, they're in work, they're in ring stuff. They're really good in this match tonight with MJF and Jericho. Yeah, um, I, I'm, yeah, I agree. They're like every week they seem to be getting better and better. Like they, they, I was wondering at first what the fuck they're gonna do with these guys, dude. These guys are going to be pretty damn good. So I've read, and I don't know that it's 100% accurate because I don't know a lot about their backgrounds, but um, I read that AEW put them together as a tag team, that they had had Max, Max, what's his name, Max Chess Custer? What the fuck's his name? The one who raps, Max Custer or something? Yeah, he's the son of a football player. Right. Yeah, I heard heard JR say that tonight. Um but apparently he, they had him first. And uh, the other guy was in NXT. I don't remember him in NXT, but it was like 2016. And AEW ended up signing. I'm, I'm guessing they knew each other. I'm guessing there was a connection there anyway. But apparently AEW put them together and called them the acclaim. So this, I got, I, I, you know, I'm, you're always thinking like, oh, they signed another tag team. Well, apparently they put this tag team together, so that might be the res- the reason that they're getting better and better because they're probably getting just getting better at tagging with each other. Yeah, mm. that could be it. Because, dude, his the showing the kid had in the Royal Rumble at the end was pretty fucking good, and then this match with MJF and Jericho, there are spots in here with Jericho that were really good. I mean. They, yeah, they got something with these kids in the future, man. They, 
They're loaded in the future with tag teams as it is. Claim top flight. It's fucking ridiculous. The Blondes. It's fucking ridiculous how deep this tag team division is going to be. Before we get to the aftermath, you know, uh, Edward, sure. was what I, I, you know, what's your thoughts on Acclaim? I know before you weren't kind of digging it. Maybe are they winning you over yet? Or yeah, they're they're kind of growing on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I hear the song, I'm like starting to smile now. Yeah, you're like yeah. waiting. You know what right, it is? I'm waiting to ring, see what kind of like goofy the, rap. The pinky finger, dude. That's pretty fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> he said he talked about he rapped something about cutting Judas too to Jericho. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh man, like this is this is pretty good here. Apparently yeah. apparently he's he does ring music for people too. Like he produces ring music for people. So mm. and the music thing I think is a passion and he brought his like a passion into it's his very character. creative man. And and he's this is one thing the one thing I'll say about the acclaimed over like top flight is Top Flight's just a really good athletic tag team. I, I don't really know what their characters are yet. The Acclaimed, they're a really good tag team that is getting better, super athletic, strong, a little bit bigger too. But they oh, yes. they have characters already. I you think do. that's yes, why I'm kind of digging them a little bit more. You yeah. know? Yeah. Did you guys catch that sunshine line that he hit at the end? No. He said something about sunshine... You'll be singing Sunshine or Sunshine yeah, yeah, Sing. Yeah, yeah, what the uh, hell was that? Yeah. Because I know too much about wrestling, and I watch YouTube too much. Okay. <laughs> so you know what he was hitting with that. Yes, I knew exactly what he was hitting. And I was waiting for somebody to hit MJF with this since the show started. And it finally happened. But there's a video of MJF as a kid. Yeah. Legitimate as a kid on the Rosie O'Donnell on show. On the Rosie O'Donnell show. Have you seen that? I, yes. I've heard that he was on there, but I have not seen the video. Yes. And it's hysterical. He's this cute little boy singing yeah. You Are My Sunshine, like opera <laughs> or opera style. It's hysterical. Uh, I'm going ha- w- to go back and watch the rap. Now that I know what that means, I'm sure I'll find it funnier. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, So they, they were trained by the same people and wrestled each other on the indies, him and uh, MJF. So they have like MJF with that whole I may I I'm the man from the school and all that. That was all true. Mm. Him saying that yeah. it was I lo- I looked it up. He they they uh Pat Buck and uh and Kurt Hawkins. They both came from mm. Pat Buck and Kurt Hawkins. Okay. Yeah, so he's knowing he's all only that, been he's not he's not bad. <laughs> no, yeah, he's only been in no, he's only been bad. training since 2015. So I mean, I, I'm not six years now, but that's I, I mean, that's you're still kind of a baby at that point, you know, training six years to this point. So I I, I have the feeling that that team's just going to get better and better. Yeah. Fucking tag team division AW is yeah, so fucked deep. Yeah. God. You know, and then you got top flight or nineteen and twenty years old. I mean, fuck God. I know they're babies. You know, literally, literally babies. They yeah. slow them down. Tremendously, and it's not going to affect them in any yeah. way. Yeah, they're four. They're yeah. They should really those. Guys, you know, some of these they should really take their time with and just. You, you know, know, because the God, the future's bright with the with kids like that. And then, uh, so yeah, so so this was this was it was a decent match. And then I think you know the more important thing wasn't necessarily the match itself. It was what happened afterwards, after the match was over. 
uh, inner circles in the ring. All all were at ringside minus Sammy G. So uh, after the match was over, Sammy's music hits, comes down. Jericho gets on the mic, says he wants to know the problem. And, and Sammy kind of reminded him of a conversation that took place in the ring at the end of December. One more one more stint, one more problem with 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 MJF. He's out. And he and he looked at Jericho and said he's done. And he quits the inner circle. And did you notice how many times I lost count after like four? Anytime the, the camera panned over to MJF, the smirk on his face. So mm-hmm. he started giving it he gave it away a little bit, but no one was watching him. But it was eyes were on Sammy. But he smirked a couple times. And uh so yeah. So it looks like there there Sammy was another thing there was another thing that happened with MJF too. Jericho kinda went in the corner. It was I don't want to call him distraught, but he's upset that Sammy's out of the circle. MJF went over and Jericho pushed him away. Oh, really? I, I didn't catch that. Yeah, Jericho I pushed him that. away. And and I, when yeah. that happened, like I'm starting to wonder if if Jericho is going to take this like really hard that Sammy left and you know not be the great leader that you know uh the rest of the inner circle thinks he is or should be and maybe that's how they play MJF taking over the group because maybe Jericho's kind of out of it cuz they lost Sammy. Mm. That could play out. I yeah. thought they went to Sammy leaving rather quickly. I it was didn't very think it was quick. as fast. Yeah, it was very quick. I mean, he left the, he left the arena said he needs a break. I mean, yeah. I mean, the likely spot for him to bring him back is the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? You would think, but may, maybe it's not that. Um or who knows, maybe he's going to sneak around and do some devious. The one thing I'll say, though, he got a big pop. Sammy got a big pop in that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, so turning a baby, I, I I think it's going to go over pretty good if they do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think if he, the guy he's going to go after is MJF. He's going to be the baby in that scenario. He's, it yep. sounds like he's gonna, it's going to go over for him. Yeah, no, I mean, that just went this way for- I figured, I mean, they like to slow burn everything, but man, they they pulled off the bandaid on this quick, and uh, so now he left. He's to take some time to think, and and he walks out. So we go from that to a, a video of Matt and Hangman at their little dinner date, drinking uh, drinking night, and this was pretty. Actually, I thought this was pretty funny because Matt. It's not doing the shots. It's tossing over the side. Uh, Hangman can't see him. Matt, that's assuming Hangman's drunk. Brings out a contract. Starts doing his whole his whole money mat thing. And and Hangman needs a pen. Turns around, gets the pen. But then Hangman switches the contracts without Matt knowing. So. And Hangman signed it. So, are we getting Matt Hangman with Matt? I'm thinking so, but it's on on Hangman's really Hangman stipulations, not Matt's. And we'll find those out next week, which is weird. It was funny, but weird. 
it was it, it was weird. Uh, the interesting thing is he switches the contract. They both they both sign it actually, and yeah. Matt Matt doesn't realize that he pulled the switcheroo right. But now they're right. booked to tag with each other next week. So are we to believe yes. that Matt Hardy's not going to figure this out in the next week? Oh, you know he's going to be pissed. Next week they're going to be, you know, you screwed me, blah, 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 blah. But I, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of curious to see where this is going. It's pretty funny. I'm digging this Money this money Matt character. It, it's cracking me up. And then he had a, I don't know if you guys saw, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I saw it on social media. But there's a picture that Matt, put on there it's it looks like it's him and his wife in a bed of money i did see that yeah i did see that and he goes this is this is how we have fun at the hardy compound or something yeah yeah uh, he just he's just he's a creative genius man he really I, is I, I, yeah I, I i don't know about this whole thing i again i'm gonna let it play out i i think i'm still where i was last week I'm going to let it play out. Uh, I, I'm just not really digging in right now. And that yeah, might be part of it. I'm with, uh, you. I'm with you. I mean, he was so hot, too. Um, you know, I think my all, problem with Hangman is he's doing comedy, and I just want him to be a ass kicker. I think yeah, that's my problem with him. I, I, I agree with you. He's doing comedy or depression, depending on the week. And, right. Yeah, and you're right. He's he, Hey, and you know what? Hangman in the Bullet Club, the Hangman that we know, and, and the Hangman that first came to AEW, he was like an ass kicker, badass guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just think that fits. Like, I, maybe they're trying to get too creative or too cute with this or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to say it. And it's interesting earlier in the show, although it was weird that he had the run in with the inner circle or uh, with the. Um, the Dark, Dark Order, Order. Yeah. but I mean, it kind of makes sense because the way this is playing out, he might need two tag team partners. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's very interesting. Uh, we'll have to see, and who knows what it says on the contract? I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, well, I'll let it play out. Maybe they surprise us, but I don't have high hopes. So there we go. Tony with this also have this interview with Sting. Um, kind of Kaz, Kaz and Powerhouse show up on the Videotron and then Taz is chirping and then they uh, got Darby in a body bag came, um, tight to the back end of a, of a truck and they drag Darby out through the parking lot dude it's fucking weird man yeah yeah you know, Hollywood put his finger on it last week. They need to do something to get heat on them quick, and this was just not it. <laughs> no, this is not what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this really didn't do it. And then Sting, like, he's so worried about Darby, like, storms, you know, storms back through the tunnel. And I'm like, well, can't you run get to the parking lot by t- hanging a right? You know what I mean? Like, we've seen guys go up that little ramp to the parking lot 500 times. Let you know, you're going right. to catch him. Catch him driving away anyway. Um, and again, this is another segment where... Why... I know Darby does crazy shit. I know he's a nut. And I'm sure they there's probably something under the bag that we can't see that makes it a little bit... It just, to me... Why put yourself in that spot? 
Yeah. Like, it, for minimal, you know, for almost minimal effect, too. You know, like, something could go wrong there. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of these stunts, yeah, it's cool to see stunts at times, but this is another one where I'm like, was it really necessary? And did it really get you any kind of effect? It really didn't. Like, to no. me, it didn't. And no. what are you going to do after this? Like, is Darby going to walk to the ring next week fine with his title after having gone through what he, you know, went through here? There's going to be no damage, nothing? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I almost, like, oh, God. And this is, again, like, there's no, there's no writing in air quotes. Like, if they would have did this at the beginning of the show and then did it, the second part midway and then paid it off at the end, it might have been good. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Sting goes to find out where the hell they took him in a body bag. Like they didn't even show them beating him up to put right. him in the butt. They just yeah. opened up and there he is laying in the butt. Well, how did that happen? Yeah, how'd he get there? And okay. what and what happened after they drove away? Exactly. You know, they could have right. maybe they're driving him through the parking lot, they they stop. You know, Sting comes running out and then you know they cut the rope or whatever. And then Sting, you know, checks on him or something, you know, like right. call, yeah. you know, get an ambulance over here or something, it, it, you know. Um, we've all throughout wrestling, you've seen kind of these outside spots, buses blowing up, fights off buses, and and he, mm-hmm. it, it just seemed like Darby likes to do crazy shit. Let's have him do something crazy, and there's no rhyme or reason to anything that happens around it. I mean, it's very amateur. Yeah, it is, and it's it's not well thought out either. It's like, no, it's oh, not. you know, it'd be cool if you guys drag me in a car and I'm in the body bag. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then Cage is like, "Let's do it." You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> nothing against Brian Cage, but he's, he, I could, you know, he could play like the remake of Cyborg. Let's be honest. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, he'd probably be great at it. You know, so everybody uh, has their role. But if you know, again, three, you know, three dumbass fans with microphones could sit here and have a more well-thought-out way to tell the story they told, because there really isn't a story. It's They're, they're going... It, it seems like they're going for things that have a big effect, and they don't necessarily always have a big effect, and when they don't, it's very like, all right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah even their stories, like, they try and do the high spot instead of, like, actually telling the story. It's just yeah. like a spot in a match. Yeah. It's weird. What? It's weird, man. Again, it's something that's been done. It's like Team Taz, two weeks ago, took a page out of Nitro book. Yes. There's long dark. I mean, it's still played on, if you look at Nitro videos, Nash using Rey Mysterio as a long dark against the camper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two weeks ago, they take a page out of Nitro book. Then tonight... They take your page out of SmackDown's book. This big show? No, no, no. The badass Undertaker character dragging Hulk Hogan through the fucking um through the back through the backstage. Instead of this being a parking lot, they did it through the backstage area with Hogan tied behind Undertaker's motorcycle. It's mm. like it's like and then, and then Taz would know this because Taz was a, was the commentator on SmackDown then. It's just like 
It's probably, probably his idea. It. It's, not, it's not original. It's like all right. It's, it's like, like, I, I get what you're saying, and I and and it, it, a lot of things have been done in pro wrestling throughout the years. And given their right. given the age of their overall audience, they can get away with a lot of that stuff because a lot of their audience probably never saw it. You, we did, you know. You you remember it way more than I do, but. You know, so, oh, I'd be like, you bring it all. Oh, they did it there. Oh yeah, fuck. You know, whatever. I'm not a I'm not a great historian with shit like that. But I don't mind them kind of taking things from the past. But do more to make your own. And if you make it awesome, nobody's gonna care. It's when it's not awesome, people bring stuff like yes. that up. Yeah. Yes. yes. You want to you want to take something from the past? That's fine. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with that. Right. But it's like, but you done it, but. But Dude, give it is, the respect it, it deserves or whatever, you know? Two weeks, you know, you're doing it out of out of the last three out of the last three dynamites, you've done it, you've done you copied something from the past twice. Like, I don't know if that's a sign of, you know, respect or you appreciate something from the past, or you're lazy and you can't come up with something on your own. You know, given it's Sting like, Sting's boring career. That now. You know, given you Sting's know what I mean? We're teetering was, on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, given Sting's career and his background too, you got to wonder if Sting's saying like, what "The hell did I get myself into here?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like, or, or you know, maybe he's God. throwing, maybe maybe he's throwing out ideas too, and it's just not being executed well. That could be a possibility. We don't know, Possible. but yeah, Possible. But, but it's like, but it's almost like they lo- like Tony Khan's like, "All right, I bought this snowmaker. We're gonna use it every week." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Sting's entrance music has to play every week, and the snow's got to come out. You know what I mean? We got to make this thing worthwhile. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. I just don't know where they're going with this whole thing. I just <sighs> task could be like if you look at going into this, it's like of all the heels you have on the roster, task. Even though he's not a wrestler, he's on the mic, but. He could be the like the number one heel. That's how good he could be. And it's like this stuff that it's like ah, goes again to what we said about three different other wrestlers. You're you, better you, than this. You know, and we brought God, you're better than this. Yeah. Well, we brought this up earlier too. You know, saying that this has been drawn out a long time oh. with 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 Sting in them and Darby in them. But if you think about it. Darby in them has been drawn out even longer. longer. Darby's been in a feud with them for, I mean, since like, you know, September or something. You know what I mean? So I, I think that might be part of it too. It just might be just, it could be. They, they just wore it out You're here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think this is probably a, AEW's longest feud. Yeah, it's. I, like, mean, I don't have a problem with slow burns and playing things out, but you do I. It's under these circumstances, maybe you know, maybe telling shorter stories is like you know we talked about earlier. You know, telling the shorter stories maybe maybe for now is the better way to go for them. Just, you look, I just uh, don't know where they're going with all this because a lot of the ones that tend to be longer, they tend to feel like they drag with them. Like it's like get to the fucking point already, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or get yeah. to the get to a payoff already. You don't even know what the payoff is going to be on this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, and I guess it's Sting winning, right? And 
It's not going to be great for Cage and, and Starks, I don't think. Uh, again. <laughs> again. I mean, so, is, are they really going to have Sting take a fucking pin? No way. No. I mean, you're going to have... I mean, and the other option is your TNT champion taking a pin. I mean, I guess... I mean, I, I guess if either one of them takes the pin, it would be Darby. It's not a title match. I guess it would be Darby. Starks pins Darby, and Starks gets a title shot. Works for me. Oh, yeah, that could... I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm hoping it would happen. That's what I'm hoping I, it plays out. It's fine. I, you know, I, th- I think I think th- where they're at now, though, I think they need to put some closure to Darby with Taz and get Darby onto something else and yeah. circle back at some point. Circle to, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> circle back to to Starks at some point. You know, yeah, yeah. I'd be okay with that. I'll be okay with that. There's plenty. There's plenty of guys that could challenge Darby for that title. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Omega is on a golf course. Does Alex remind you of like a, a creeper, man? It's, it's so weird how they do that. Like he's a, Alex weird. Alex Marvez is everywhere with his AEW, you know, sport jacket on. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't. I don't. So, I, do, are they trying to be funny? Because if it's, I mean, I, so. I guess I chuckle a little bit. It's not that funny, but it's like it's. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, if they're if they're doing it to be fun, then they need to go all the way with it. Like he needs to start interviewing people when they're in the bathroom and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like showing where up you people's... least expect to see him. He's just like always there. That, yeah, that could be yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like they're just, at the like, they're at the gym uh, working out and like, hey, can I get a comment? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! You know what I mean? Right. Like, yes. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. I mean. <laughs> The callous running around trying to find Kenny's ball in the background. That was hilarious. The, that was yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. That was so it's, fucking it's, funny. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't. Golf course. <laughs> I didn't hear a word Kenny said because I was too focused on on oh, him in the background too. moving the ball around. I was around. laughing. Right. Yep. I, was, I loved it. I loved well, it. I loved it. The thing was, is like, you know, Marvez, basically what Kenny said, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember every word. Marvez asked him if he should be golfing or he should he be getting ready for the match. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Sit in front of a TV with Don Callis breaking down tape? You know, I'm universally known as the best wrestler ever. I could go on the golf course and then show up on Dynamite and wrestle these matches. This is, pro, you know, just overall arrogance, which okay. he's being his character. So, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say it was the greatest promo ever, but it was, it was, it was good. It, it hit the point. And he he played the arrogant asshole he's supposed to be right now. So I didn't have any problem with it. I actually think it was kind of like a troll job on like pro athletes, like who golf so. like the day of games and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's right. the way I yeah. took it. <laughs> yeah. So we had the opening match of the women's tournament. We had uh, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa, <sighs> and I didn't I didn't have yeah. there was no doubt in my mind. Thunder Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. I'm going to buy her Rosa. You know, I'm this match. And that's what we got. Did you like her Rosa? She brought the thunder. Yeah. Rosa. Oh, yeah. And then they also announced, I believe it was before this match, that they're doing a, the the Japan side will be conducted <laughs> on Monday, yeah. first round Monday, yeah. on, on their YouTube yeah. channel. 
Sheeta's booking pal. Yeah. Sheeta's oh, producing. Yeah. Yes. Producer. Yeah. yeah. Sheeta. And what, you know, one thing that made me laugh is Tony kind of struggled with the names. Or was it Excalibur? Yeah. And I was like, thank God, because I butchered those fucking names. Dude, he, he like, sounded like one of us trying to. Yeah, he did. And he did. I, I didn't did. feel bad, because after, yeah. I, after I heard him say it, I was like, I don't feel bad about how terrible I read their names no, last week. Because I'm not the only one. Up, exactly. <laughs> uh, but there was the Kong girl. The I, I, something Kong? Yeah. Asia Kong. She was, Asia she Kong. was in the AEW in the beginning. Yeah, I, I yeah. forgot about that. I yep. saw a picture. She went nose to nose with awesome Kong. So, so there, yeah. yeah. So there was some people they had a relationship with, but um, oh, yeah. like, a little old, but goddamn, yeah. yeah. I still hit it, oh, yeah. Mondays, yeah. <sighs> so, what? Three of those ladies in the Japan uh, bracket were in AEW in the beginning. Yeah, it was yeah. like two or three of them. One of them yeah. dressed like Freddie Mercury. She had the mustache and the she oh, held yeah. the, uh, the mic. Well, I'm laughing because Rio's on the American side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought you would have been on the Japanese side. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, wait, when did Rio get back to the U.S.? Like, when did this happen? <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fired up about Asia Kong, I can't think straight fast. Oh, my God. I just want to, I just want to see Anna Jay and Taya Conti. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Ty- I'll just tell you this: Ty Conti's Instagram is lit. Mm. It is. It is. Holy oh, Christ! Man. It is. Oh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm Instagram gonna, is. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna sign her, pal. I'm gonna sign her. I'm gonna put her on the black couch, pal, and then sign her. Dotted yeah. line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right on the dotted line. What? Load. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so. So we go from uh, the opening women's match. We go to uh, Jungle Boy requesting some TV time. With oh, yeah, Khan. Jungle Boy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much just to that conversation, Jungle Boy wants to make FTR his bitch. <laughs> he did say that. I want to make you my bitch. Yeah. What I, what I, I, there's one question that wasn't asked here by Tony, which I would have asked. What's up with the new music? It sounds like you got something going on there. No, bring, you didn't bring it up. Oh, uh, yeah, they should have brought up the new music. Yeah, I would have brought it up because I, I think they should make it a big deal, you know? Because you know the crowd's going to be singing it. Uh, I got a question but, for you guys, though. Yeah. Did you guys, when he said, uh, I'm going to make you my bitch or whatever, did you believe him? Because no. I didn't. I didn't either. Oh. I didn't believe him. That felt yeah. very scripted or something. Yeah, like, it, it forced. It felt forced. Forced. Yeah, forced. Good yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I know he's young. I know he's that. young, but hopefully he can work that out because that was it. Came. It didn't come off right to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't picture him. I don't pick. It's even the, the character. I just don't picture him saying that. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't it, have it, to act that. Yeah, it just seemed forced. It's it's sometimes like swearing to swear doesn't work for me. Like if it, exactly. like if 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 like Eddie Kingston started swearing, to me it would be uh, yeah, I get it. It's Eddie Kingston, right? You know what I mean? Like it's just rolling off his tongue. Like he would say it. Like Eddie Kingston is one of those guys you could picture like in the back room, you know, dropping f bombs every five seconds when he's having a conversation with somebody. I don't get that feeling right. with Jungle Boy. Right. No, he didn't have to like. 
He's got. Yeah, he didn't need to do it. He didn't need to say that. He didn't need to do it. He had the emotions there because he made him tap. He could have kept it there, and he just went to a level that he was told to go to, but what was it? Didn't fit his character, and and I think he needs to learn to stay in his character. Goes back to what you what you and I talked about, Bianca Blair. Mm -hmm. You want her to stay in character and not cry. I want everybody similar with this. What's that? I want everybody to stay in character. Right. I, w- I want to throw this out. Jungle Boy, stay your baby face. You're not going to, baby face ain't going to make anybody his bitch. No, right. You don't need for it. You don't need we, for it. We, we brought up this Bianca Blair, thing a few, Bianca Blair thing a few times. And I said what I said on the show and I stand by it. Um, oh, but, I, you see, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong right. now. I just No, 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 no. What I wanted to bring up the point you made about maybe Vince or somebody there thought this was a good idea and maybe she there maybe she got the okay whatever i saw a video did it uh, uh, maybe but i saw a video of Heyman and her on on like is there a post smackdown show or something yes okay so Heyman had her on an interview show and like Heyman was totally like talking her up like she was the greatest thing ever and um and she's like smiling and, and smiling and like and I'm watching this, and I'm like, now, heel manager or heel advocate Paul Heyman, like, that's not him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, well, wait a second. Like, is, is he trying to sign her? And I'm listening to this thing. I'll send you guys the video so you get a better yeah, idea no, no, of what no. I got. On but I'm show, watching this, he, and I'm just not, like, what? He's not in character in the show. He's just Paul Heyman. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so, so this show they they're breaking kayfabe. It's it's yes. you know the real guy it's Paul real. Heyman versus the real Bianca. Yes. Okay, if that's the case, I have no problem with it. That's fine, and it, that's known. Okay, so, so my my only the only reason why I brought it up because I'm like the way Heyman's speaking to her was this WWE's plan to like have her cry in the ring because if it is, I don't want to blame her. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the only thing I was getting at with that. Well, okay, so that's more that's of a, a like that's, that's more that's of a question. yeah, it's right. more so that's more of a real life type interview show, I guess. It, it kind of, that's what I get out of it because yeah, I, I mean had, WWE blurs the lines the best with any of them lately too, so he, it doesn't. He had me. a couple couple weeks in a row where he had Kevin Owens out there, and then there was one week where he had uh, a Big E out there, and he 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 made Big E get a. You saw the genuine uncomfortable a little bit, and you is it's just basically uh, you got, look it up. I, I really highly suggest it. It was a good it was a good interview because he's like Biggie, you you put that that comedy crap away. You're a badass, man. You could be a badass. I agree. I think it's time. Away. I think it's time for that to happen. I agree with him, but you know. And then it's one but I don't know if you need. I don't know if you need payment saying that to the guy on air. It should no, just happen no, naturally no, 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 on the show. Dude, it's all comfortable for him because he doesn't like. Because you saw how like you hear things about wrestlers, and and I've heard so many read so many different great things about what who Big E is, and especially with Brody Lee's wife, dude. He yeah, went well, on. Dude, there was a on, on there was two guy. guys at the hospital. When when they went because they you know was they knew he was gonna pass, Cody yeah. Rhodes and Biggie. 
a big E. And, like, his wife, like, you, she, somebody was shitting on New Day because the New Day were wearing stuff. Dude, she, she went on, on and on. So Biggie, you know, Biggie doesn't like talking about himself. Yeah. And when Paul, when I Paul like was doing it for him, it was a little uncomfortable. It's just weird. It's just it's weird. And, and I, you know, I, it, again, you know, we give a lot of credit for WWE for some of the things they do. You know, just as far as, like, the guys knowing I'm a character, I'm on the TV show. It's not perfect, obviously. We burn up a million points. It just surprises me that Vince is like, yeah, let's have a normal interview show right after SmackDown and, you know, have regular Paul Heyman interview regular, you know, whoever. It just, that's very strange to me. Like, I get, I get it, I get it, I get it when they do those, like, 24-7, like, documentaries and those are, those are obviously broken kayfabe there and there's been a lot of things on the network where they break kayfabe. But you just... Do it right after the show as like a post show. It's very, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. Not on the next day. It's not on literally oh, okay. right after. All right, it's all right, like next all right. day. All right. All right. I, I mean, I guess it's. Edwards, it just seems day. like a lot. It seems seems like a lot. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. It just seems like it a lot of that be, going on. It, see, it used to be literally after the show, but now with the second turnaround with this. They switch it up a little bit. They make it next day. Okay, so this to me, this is the only the only explanation I could have for Vince doing this is he sees that all these guys could go on various podcasts and speak this way, and he's just cutting that off by the by the balls by Probably, having somebody yeah. do it Probably on his that. his network. Probably. You know, so I guess that's where I guess where that's where they're going with this. Like you know, when John Silver calls in the Gory's House of Gains, you know, we know he's and I actually learned a lot about him. Uh, that I didn't know, which was cool, and it, it was—it's so far removed from dynamite that it, it did—it didn't really bother me that he's doing that kind of an interview at all, you know. But I mean, he there when just listening to him though, there there's a, a his character is very much who he is in a lot of ways too. So you know, like the goofiness of the character and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't think there's a lot of acting there anyway. You know what I mean? So. But anyway, not to get us off the rails there. I just the the conversation. I was just kind of thinking about that. Yeah. So so they go on the next week. So we get FTR versus Matt and debuting Mike Seidel. We're getting yeah. Where did that come from? You know what the best part of that is? What? How you how you always say when when wrestling starts something they just beat it to death. Yeah. So we have we have Ziggler's brother. Now we have Matt Seidel's Right. Like, yeah. we, were not, we, were, we were good with the Rhodes brothers and the Lucha brothers and the Young Buck brothers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the good brothers. <laughs> now we got Matt and Mike Seidel. I didn't even know there was a Mike Seidel. You didn't know I. I didn't even so know. There we go. Hangman Hardy. It's almost Hardy. like it's like when you sign a contract with AEW, it's like for your whole family. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Two Dad, we'll bring them all. So we Hangman Hardy and Private Party versus the Hybrid Two Chaos Project. That's going to be a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm not digging the Hybrid Two. No, no. they're a, they're a long way from Lucha Underground. Sting will call up Team Taz. Serena Deeb versus Ryo. That's uh. part of the. That's part of the turn. That is the opening round, yes, sir. 
Uh, we're getting um, Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz. For the title, right? For the tag team title match. But we, you know, we're, we're screaming for an LAX match, and what do they do? Put them in a title match with the Young Bucks. They're never going to win. Yeah, that's exactly what we wanted. Thank you, AEW. <laughs> right. And then we go into the main event. We get New Japan's number one contender for the IWGP United States title, the Bullet Club's own Kenta, and the AEW heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega, versus the current IWGP United States champion, Moxley, and the former IWGP United States champion, Archer. And an anything goes match that just went chaotic from the bell. Uh, Quick question. To Kenta. Moxley, or uh, Omega's opening thing there that Robert, uh, Justin Roberts reads. Why the emphasis on North Carolina all the time? It's explained and I can't remember. Okay. So there is a reason for it. It's always like, I'm like, is it from like, and is he from like Winnipeg or something? But okay, He's anyway, all right. I will, there, you know what? Here, lives. I'm giving you homework next week. I want to know why. <laughs> so, right. so, somebody I'll, tweet I'll, me or White House figure it out. Somebody get the I'll, homework. I'll, I'll do some digging. I'll get. Right. I'll get it for you. Thank um, you, bro. But uh, yeah, there's a there that was explained. Okay. Um, anything goes. You got Don at the commentary table, and I'm gonna. I know we talk about not having so many guys on there. I have an exception. I have three exceptions to that normal rule. <laughs> Don Callis, Eddie Kingston, and Chris Jericho, the only three that are allowed to make that a four-man booth because they actually don't take away from the match. Just my opinion. Um, all three are like, could do, uh, just, I just, I, all three are, are, are really good at it. And uh, I actually enjoy listening to them. Did, um, did you hear, did you hear uh, J.R. Troll? Uh, Excalibur during this match. Did he? Either one of you? Did you hear it? Oh yeah, he trolled them. There was a part. They were, they were in yes. that. They were in the kitchen. They were in the kitchen. And he goes, he the throws Kenta. Yeah, table. He goes, he throws them on <laughs> a cooking surface, yes. and Jr's like, it's a table, Excalibur. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes. damn. I'm like, that got hot. Just fucking with them. <laughs> oh yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> Cooking surface, it's a table. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought that was funny that he whacked him. That's like funny. Jr. Just no fucks given lately, huh? No, no fucks given for since twenty. I think that must have been his New Year's resolution. No fucks given. Because... So I got your I got your North Carolina answer. Okay. Okay. So Landstorm November twelfth tweeted. Can someone explain to me the North Carolina thing with Kenny Omega's entrance? And Kenny responded, I hate to share industry secrets, but it's a tribute to the Chicago Bulls and how they treated Michael Jordan making his entrance. Mm. From North Carolina. Yep. That, you, you know go. what? I, I, I'm marking for that. I love Michael. Yeah, you know what? You know what? You know what? Kenny Omega just got another. Not that he needed more brownie points, but he just got another brownie point. I'm not gonna lie. That is fucking I awesome. It. I love it. I love. It. And now, now that I, now that he said that, I could hear it because remember, yeah. remember the bull, that Bulls announcer was yeah. awesome. Yes, he was. Yep. yep. 
Yes, he was. Hey, listen, any tribute to Michael Jordan, I'm down for. You just I'm hear down. the opening of their song when they come out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking goosebumps and the yep. hairs on your neck. Yeah, Chicago Bulls. Oh, God. Dude, going through that uh, Jordan uh, documentary, which was bad fucking ass, oh, by yeah. the way. Fantastic. Uh, just hearing that fucking song, just getting cow, cow, cowboyed me the fuck up. Just wanted to watch you know, 90s I, all over again. I don't, oh, love, I don't love ESPN no. by any means, but they're fucking good at documentaries. They really oh, are. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dude, the Ric Flair one was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, yeah, the Mike and the Mad Dog one was awesome. Those 30 know, for 30s. Really good. Yeah. Those 30 for 30s are all good. And then, yep. and then this one was just fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I look did forward guys, to the co- – the co- they're doing a Kobe one. Oh, uh, God, uh, that one's going to be really good. Yeah, that one's going to be hard to watch, too. It's going to be very hard to watch. Yeah. Have you guys watched the Jordan documentary since they put on Netflix? I have not. Dude, it's awesome. None of the none cuss Netflix, words are the, 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 none of the cuss words are, are beeped out, so it's fucking awesome. It's oh, so I, cool. I, I watched I watched it um unedited one originally. ESPN yeah, they showed it both they they showed it both they ways. Showed it both they showed it twice. Ways, but they still blur. They still had so, the blurb so, in. Oh, okay. there was a, yeah. Netflix I, I thought they have the blurb in at all. I'm sure I'll watch it again because it's just so good. Why wouldn't I watch it again? Yeah, it's great. It was really good. It was, it was incredible, fantastic. But no, this the match, Dennis Rodman a... episode was great too. I fucking love that guy. He's a nut. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There was a couple spots in this match that I thought were odd, and the first one was when like. like I didn't have a problem with them going into the kitchen doing their shit in the kitchen. They they, they just they, they 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 go from the kitchen to there, and then they randomly go to highlights of the beginning of the match. Yeah, that was strange. Why they were doing Dude, that? Like, uh, why did they do what, that? Why? We just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and here's the other thing: when 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 uh, when Moxley and and Kenta were in the kitchen. They cut away from Archer and Omega for like five minutes. <laughs> you didn't even see them. They, there was no split screen. They didn't go. And, the other, and, and, and at that point, I hadn't noticed there was two refs. I'm like, well, what if there's a pinning predicament out there? The ref's in here. And then I, then I noticed the second ref. I, I, for some reason, I just didn't notice they had two refs, which they did. But why would you completely cut away from the other two guys? You know, either you could cut in as a split screen, you could cut back Why and forth. Split, right, split screen it. I wrote yeah. that down, split screen question mark. Having, like, where the fuck ha- was it? Having one of those matches where you go all over the arena type matches as a tag team, not a good idea. It, it should, that, one-on-one, or you know, listen, I know they did the stadium stampede, which was like a cinematic you know the whole yeah. they 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 took you know whatever it was forty five minutes and they were showing all this <laughs> different stuff. That's yeah. fine, but if you're having a regular you know a, a false count anywhere no holds barred tag team match at the end of Dynamite, wh- why are you going into the kitchen and fighting with potatoes right. and shit? You know what I mean? And then some nasty shit was like on the floor, and you could you could I was just watching Moxley. I'm like he's gonna step in that nasty shit. He almost did before he kicked fucking. Uh, Somebody in the face. Oh, I think it was Omega. Uh, he, he kicks him in the face. I, I was looking to see if he stepped in a nasty shit for him. I'm like, I'd probably love that. Some nasty shit uh, from uh, the bottom of the gross. garbage in his face. Gross. Uh. And then the, 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 my, the best spot of the whole match that was cool was when... Uh, Where did the bed come from? 
Oh, uh, Romance Boy was on it. Oh, okay. and, I missed uh, that part. Peter Avalon was on it, watching the match on his little heart. All right, well, at least, at least there's a Kenta. reason for it being. I feel better about Kenta. it now that there's a reason for it being there. Kenta boots him off it, and then she, he starts. He's like jaw jacked a little bit with Kenta, so Kenta picks him up and puts him in the GTS. <laughs> 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 uh, Took care of him. That was funny, but no. My the coolest part of the whole match was when uh, Omega and what was it Omega? And, it must have been Omega and Ambrose went through the announcing table. Well, the, 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 the bell, time timekeeper, time yeah, timekeeper's cable. The timekeeper, yes. Yeah. Uh, Omega and and um, Omega and. And, and Moxie go through the timekeeper's table, and then you see above uh, Kenta gets out of his little thing with with Archer, runs off the freaking thing, and double stomps on uh, Moxley. Dude, I thought that was pretty cool how that sequence, how that happened. I thought that I thought that was pretty cool how that played out. It, it was cool that he did it, but I'm gonna throw one caveat out there though. When Archer threw him up for the power bomb. I mean, when the monitors are fucking 20 feet high sitting there, you know he's not going to throw it. So, yeah, Yeah. so it it killed the whole – it killed that whole spot. Um, The the result was good. Uh, But that part, I'm like, come on, guys. You're not throwing through that fucking table. To make it more believable. Yeah. Yeah, or or bring them – or do it – you know, or you know, or don't even go there to the point where you're going to throw him go through there. that table. Right. You know, maybe right. maybe he kicks Archer in the knee and then runs and does his double stomp to yeah. to yeah. to Moxley. Right. But I think I think it accomplished the goal they wanted. They wanted to isolate Archer to get. He was obviously the one that was going to take the pin because you had to have a, a pin. Yeah, I wondered if this was the match where they were going to finally go the uh, TV time limit. Because you know how they always say the main event is yep. the the time limit is TV time, time remaining, remaining TV. and I was wondering right. if this was one of if this was going to be the time where they would go to that and and have no winner and just have it be just a fucking spot fest of 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 um of, of, any of match different to stuff. Do it with this would have you could have made it work with this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I want to hear Edward's thoughts on this because you, you talked about it earlier. Um, yeah, you would have I... liked them to go with this match. Yeah, I I don't understand why you have a guy from New Japan on your show and it's a hardcore match. Mm. That just that right off the bat it took me out of the match because like I was thinking to myself, okay, the that forbidden door is open, like White House said. Like if you're Gato or Jado and you're watching this tonight or tomorrow, whenever they wake up, whatever the hell time it is over there. <laughs> yeah. Like are they thinking, Oh yeah, that was that's smart. That's yeah. that's a good way to pump pump Kenta. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Having him do shit he would never do on New Japan. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it wasn't a good it wasn't a good uh, representation of what New Japan is and what Kenta is. Uh, right. Which is a fair point, you know. And it, it and and this was the same mistake they made early on with Kenny too. Yes. And putting him in these hardcore matches and, with and Mo- like and, and it, it's Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, like the common denominator, and I'm starting to think that, like, dude, I don't know what it is, but if you can't hang with these guys with their style one on one, then uh, you need to stay away from them. Like yeah, booking wise, they need to keep them away because I don't know what else to do. You, like, you can't have a hardcore match 
Like any matchup can't turn into a hardcore match because John Moxley's in the match. It, yeah. You just can't do it. And, and but we just we oh every, we just gave him credit the week before for hanging in the match in a match yes. that's not really his style. And then exactly. a week later, it's almost like all right. John, we need you to have a regular wrestling match this week, but don't worry. We'll, you know, we'll let you fucking hit guys with potatoes next week. <laughs> it's, it's, it's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, dude, I'm with you on it, and and you're right. If if you if if Moxley can't, if or it, I, I see, I don't think it's a can't. I think he wants to do this crazy shit, and, and there's you have other guys there. You have Darby, you have Janela. I'm, I'm sure you could find many more. That would be willing to do crazy these fucking crazy matches. Put a fucking hardcore division and let them do it if that's what you want. Uh, it's just it's so much of this with with AEW now. It's so Sam, much. just bring Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan over. <laughs> I know, yes, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep, yep. You throw Luther in there. There's your yep. division. Yeah, there's like yeah. eight Luther guys. In there, oh yeah, and listen, there's there's probably seven or eight other guys on the roster that would want to do it too that sure. we're not even thinking of that would jump right into that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and 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 i almost you know it's it's a good thing to bring up because our conversations about doing like an x division when i see darby with the title you see starks you see jungle boy you know yep. you see some of the other even you know mjf to an extent um uh sammy guevara could the TV title be that pseudo X division? And then you have, you know, where the big boys play the AEW title. And then, you know, I, you know, maybe even an archer. He he might be somebody who want to be in a where the big boys play or in, in a fucking hardcore division. You know, maybe you just go all the way with it and have a damn hardcore division. Yep. Maybe you just use the F, the FTW title. Have just have Taz come out and say, you know what else this represents? ECW. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's actually a great idea. Why not, man? Just go for and, it. Yeah, Screw and then it. and then do and then you know do it every pay per view. Yeah, we have a hardcore match in every pay per view. This title is defended. And, and, you know, Moxley's obviously going to be the king of the division type of yep. thing. Yep. But you have a lot of guys who could wrestle before that. You know, you could have him have a program with with with, uh, with Brian Cage. You know, they kind of have unfinished business, even though I know Moxie yeah. beat them, but they kind of, it was kind of like a short story, which probably could have been better if it played out longer. You know, you could get to things like that. You know, who knows? Cody likes to dabble a little bit. Maybe he would jump in there sure. at, at some point. You know what I mean? You know, so it's not like you're excluding anybody from being in any one division. You know what I mean? They, But you kind of establish it. Mm-hmm. And that way, you, you you still got something for everybody. Why not, man? Why not? They could do that and the X Division, and they still would have, like, more guys to fill in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's their roster is so huge. Like, just why not do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, you know, why not? What, like, literally, I don't see the reason. And and the one the one thing I would say, though, is if you do that, I, I kind of put the bug in the air of the rest of the roster, even though they're kind of doing their own thing. You know, maybe pull back a little bit on a lot of the outside stuff. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a it's it's a lot lately. It really is. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and and I'll tell you one thing: when they get the back to full live crowds, which is 
gonna happen eventually. I mean, even fucking Cuomo's gonna let fans in at the end of the month. Ten percent. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's a fucking baby steps, right? It's a start. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Listen, you know, those guys down there in Florida and Texas, they're gonna have full arenas probably by the end of the year. You know what I probably. mean? And when you're yeah. when you do when you do arena shows with sixteen, seventeen thousand people, you know, they you don't want to see all this outside the ring shit because you can't see anything. You're watching right. on a fucking screen. You can do that from home. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. So just too much of it. Too much interference, too much after the match well, stuff. And yeah, too much if you're gonna do a hardcore if you're gonna do a hardcore division, all the shenanigans are gonna have to you're gonna have to stop it because you're gonna be taken away from that division. Exactly. Yes. It won't, it won't yeah. make sense. Right, exactly. right. That see if you wanna have the hardcore match, that's the place to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then the you know, you get back to Following the rules, having accounts, you know what I mean. Get, mm-hmm. get back to some of the rules. I mean, I thought this was what this was supposed to be about. You know, even FTR when they got there, they're talking about tag ropes and doing everything yeah, the right yeah. way. And even that's kind of gone away. It's like maybe somebody like told them to stop. I don't know. Like, like if you don't want to use tag ropes, then don't use them. But you can't have one team using them and no one else using them. So right, either I use them you. or yeah. don't use them. It's it's an annoy. I I can't stand when I see. I know it sounds like a little nitpicking thing, but it, it just it it's it's like the overall like every tag match becoming a clusterfuck and nobody using a tag rope and you know you know four guys in the ring all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We we you know we get you know I'll give you Monday Night Marks another another pop which got me to watch some of this older shows. You know there was a match with Hogan and. Uh, uh, with uh, Colgan and Big Boss Man, but they weren't. Uh, what's his? What was his name in WCW? Uh, White House. They. What was that? I'm sorry, you see one Bo- more time. Boss Man when he was in uh, WCW. Uh, uh, Big Bubba Rogers. Bubba Rogers, thank you. Uh, yeah. The Bubba Rogers Hogan match. Whenever Hogan went Nitro? tried to. Th- yes, whenever Hogan tried to throw that extra punch after you know like. Or, you know what I mean? Or go to break the rules. The referee was, like, in there holding his arm back, yeah. pushing him back. Yeah. You don't yep. see, you don't even see that anymore, barely. Yep. And it just kind of tells, like, hey, you're you're the baby. You're supposed to be, you're supposed, and really, like, Hogan, he didn't wrestle like a baby at all back then. Uh, but you, the idea was the ref was treating him that way. And then the bad guy gets those in when the ref's not looking, or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's how it's supposed to. The, part of the reason why you don't have the good guy bad guy thing is because they're all the bad guy and they're all the good guy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the refs just there. In a lot of these matches, the refs are just there. Yeah, they're, Earl Hebner made a the, career out of jumping in the way. You know? Yeah, and, he would and get in everybody. He'd be, he'd be pushing guys. You know? Yeah, you see it more in real pro in real pro fighting. I just watched bare knuckle boxing this weekend, and you know Dan Mergliata's in there. And every time they they you know they they clinched too much and didn't throw punches, he got in there, pushed them away. Okay, fight. Mm-hmm. You know you see. Right. And this is. I'm not saying that uh, a, a wrestling referee should be mimicking a boxing referee, but in in the sense of you're you're in you are in the action. Like yep. we don't want to know the umpire's name because that means he's calling strikes and balls great. That's not the case with a pro wrestling referee. You're part of that mix. Like right. the, if they're not getting included in, in 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 how these matches are being built and not knowing what's going on, then that's the fault of the people in charge and and the guys doing the match. You know, the the referee has to be part of that. 
and it doesn't seem like they are in WD in AEW, or they're told to stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it, but again, I kind of going down these rabbit holes tonight. But the the overall, when I saw this match, I was like, "Oh, that's going to be awesome." It wasn't. It really wasn't. I, I the hardcore just killed it for me. They didn't need to do that. They really didn't. No. no, and it goes back to the point you made. You brought a guy from New Japan yes. over. Yep. I mean, that that point alone stopped there because, hello, I mean, New Japan, professional wrestling, when they wrestle, yeah, is it strong style? Could you have had a strong style match with those five, four guys? Absolutely. It didn't have to do the dumpster fire stuff. Yeah, did it, if, you, if you've never seen Kenta, did, you, did AEW... In this match, nope. give you any reason to want to see him again? Complete disservice. Complete disservice. Except, like you said, White House, the 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 double dive, the double yeah, spot. That was, yeah, like it was a cool spot, but that was it. It was like, a cool spot. Yep. You know, but you didn't get to see Kenta do all exactly. all his kicks and shit that he could do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know get how to see all the strong style shit that he does, and Boxy can do it too. You know, That's you know how thing. you know how Triple H brought in Kenta. He had a match on on a takeover with Finn Balor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to throw yeah, a bone. You, you got to yeah. throw a bone where it's deserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and it's just it's just and that match was actually really good. Yeah. Um, I remember that NXT. That NXT. It was and early on when on. they first yeah. started the takeover. Yeah. It might have been, been, yeah, might have been like the second takeover. Yeah, dude. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty fucking good. Um, it just that, – that, that statement alone is, is just they, – they, they didn't have to do it. And, again, it's, 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 maybe it's Moxley wanting to do these matches. It's another reason why fucking can't stand them. You know, but it's just, it's just not necessary to do them all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, just in a tag team. And if you're going to do a tag team one, have split fucking screen so you can see what's going on. And yeah. it's just. Or, I or just, do, I mean, they did it better with, uh, with best friends in, in LAX where they were, you know, confined yeah, to that area. But they were confined to that area. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yep. Fantastic, and, but that made that meant something. That like that that them ultimately going to the street fight that made sense. Yeah, because yeah. the the rivalry feud got to a point where this came out of fucking nowhere. Well, especially we then too, to you, had, you had no fans either too, so it was like you know, no, perfect just, timing for something like that. That I just wish they kept it to a wrestling match. You want to do it? Hey, you know what? You want to have some funky things? Do a tornado tag, so you don't have to tag. But I mean, they're basically doing that anyway. That's what they do, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but, you still but call it, it that. But, but yeah, but have it. I don't know. But I, I, when I think tornado tag, it's just they're all in there. No, but you still uh, stay in the ring. You don't have to go all the, the nonsense out. I don't know. I just no, no. I agree. I, I agree with you. Had it. I'm but what's saying. what? what yeah, we're not the, knocking you. We're knocking. No, what would like, be the point of calling it a yeah. tornado tag when every tag match turns into a tornado tag? You know what I mean? That's my only point. You know, that's my because you. I agree. I I think there is a place for tornado tags, but then 
you have a tornado tag because your regular tag matches are structured like regular tag matches. There's yeah. count outs. There's five second counts. You have to grab the tag rope. The referee has to see the tag, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? The, right. These I, matches are so chaotic. There's times we as fans watching and announcers calling the match don't even know who the legal people are. The legal guys, right. It happens all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I just. And it's thought, not just AEW. That's that's everywhere. Oh, they don't, right. You know. But I, 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 yeah, I just, I just wish they kept it to a traditional tag I, match. I guess. You know, I, I got you know as we as we wrap up the the episode of Dynamite here, I got to tell you, I am not like super excited about the card for next week either. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest, you know, I'm hoping for something to like come, you know, come out of the blue. We get some surprises, which you, you, I got to be honest. There's something about AEW though when I'm when I'm totally not looking forward to a show is when they come up with something where I'm like, holy shit, that was awesome. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not, I don't, yeah, I got I got to knock, I don't, I'm knocking on wood because I don't want to jinx it, but it yeah. just seems like, you know, it just seems like that when you're, when you least expect it is when they really, uh, when they really come through. That's what we got to, got to lean on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, White House, final thoughts of the night. Oh, final thoughts. Uh, Again, I think we're getting the, you know, some good, bad, a little bit of everything. And I just think it's just carry over from the last couple weeks. But um, I just think what we've discussed is the creativity, the getting a flow, structure is needed. And it's needed at times like this when you're two, you're three or four weeks away from a pay-per-view and we don't know what to expect yet. I mean, they, you know, they got to get there quickly. And it looks like they're going to be rushing to get there. And I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Hollywood, before you get to your final thoughts, I have a question for you. You've been, you just got back into watching live the last week or two. <laughs> You're Did they do an- thunder. <laughs> yeah, are you are you going to be in front of the TV, you know, around eight or nine o'clock next week? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say last week I said I got to watch it live because of the ending, and tonight not so much. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, man. I don't know. This show, man, is like so weird. You just don't know what you're going to get from week to week, and it's like not in a good way, you know. Yeah. It's it's almost it's like the same thing. It's almost like the time you don't watch it live, you kick yourself. Yeah. But then when you do watch it live, it's like, oh man, I, you know, I could have watched this at fucking nine o'clock tomorrow morning when I wake up and still had the same effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. The nice part about watching it live is we could jump on and do a show. But other than that, it's like, whatever. yeah, other, yeah. <laughs> if, the, if the show wasn't happening, no, I probably wouldn't at this point. All right, so well, I'll let you know very early on in the week what night we're doing the show, and if you could plan around that, right? <laughs> oh man! All right, final thoughts for me: White House, White House, uh, you know, stole a little bit of my thunder with the uh, pay per view stuff, and I, I yeah, I, I think they need the, you know, the card doesn't look great next week, but I think they have a lot of work to do to get you excited about that pay per view. Um. They seem to always fall around in the same amount of buys. Is that making them complacent? I don't know. 
like you said, I'm going to spend a $50. I'm not saying I'm not, but, you know, if you want to start up in your sales and getting the casual people to buy it, you got to give them a reason. And I think that's where they're kind of at. Shout out to White House's dogs. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up. <laughs> cool Truth Podcast Productions, Retro Mania Wrestling Podcast Network. Cool Truth, we'll be back next week. We love you guys. Stay safe. Blah, blah, blah. Nighty night. Nighty night. Nighty night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, so did you just... Did you, fucking Disney, man. <laughs>